Rise and shine. Good, good. It's go time on a Wednesday morning. Hump day. Stop day. Chiefs aren't the only ones going to Disneyland. Not the only ones celebrating a Super Bowl championship over the weekend. That was a good time on Saturday night, wasn't it? We had a blast. Yeah, it was good. Met your boy Vaughn? Yep. Had some nice photos. You might send some of those photos my way. <laughs> I got them all. There you go. Ah, that's what we're talking. His lovely wife. It was a grand old time. It was good to hang out. We had fun. Uh, but more than anything, we came, we conquered. All right. So we'll be taking a victory lap when John joins us. It's how we roll, man. We can't help ourselves, can we? Thanks for being up and at him with us, you six o'clers. I like my diary. I feel like I tell you too much. <laughs> Shh. Loose lips, gang. Uh, loose lips. Well, the coaching quarterback carousel is kind of what you got your eye on right now. And the coaches carousel has stopped. And it stopped on the Eagles, didn't it? That escalated quickly. A, a couple of names. Now, uh, Steichen, his name had kind of come out before Super Bowl weekend. He was linked to the Colts as an offensive guy. By the way, your, your boy Jim Ursay yesterday at the press conference, he and Chris Ballard, his GM, looked like they were on different planets. The, G, the GM's kind of like smart aleck in him a little bit in the press conference. I, I thought it was weird. We'll get into that in a football fix. But the Eagles have now lost their offensive and defensive coordinators, both. Um, as the Cardinals are going to go with uh, Jonathan Gannon, the D.C. from Philadelphia. So the Eagles are going to lose their offensive coordinator and defensive coordinator. A uh, show of hands to anyone who thinks that's going to matter one bit. Right? You can lose coordinate. George is going to have to find an offensive coordinator. Yeah, I'm sure it's going to be a real struggle for the dogs now to move the football. But yeah, Todd Munkin, who has spent time here in Jacksonville, was, I believe, a receivers coach, maybe with Tom Coughlin back in the 90s, a longtime coaching family. His brother's head coach at Army. He had been George's offense coordinator, done a heck of a job with Stetson Bennett, going to be the Ravens' offense coordinator. So that happened yesterday as I digress. And then there's Eric Bieniemy, where you sit and wonder, you know, when? When does Eric Bieniemy get his shot at at being a head coach? A name that's been out there. I want is does he get hurt by how deep the Chiefs run every year? You know, I don't know. I know that that there were two coordinators that lost the Super Bowl, including a man who was just hired over a man whose offense scored what thirty eight points in said Super Bowl. So, whatever the disc, the, just there's something in the interviewing process that Eric Bieniemy is not nailing, right? He's certainly got a, a name and a resume, and you know I speak of this in because Andy Reid speaks of this after the Super Bowl victory. But uh, coaches are now set. The quarterback situation will remain in flux. It's pretty clear by what the Colts said yesterday. They're going to go quarterback in the draft. That's where it got kind of clunky. With the strategy, basically, Jim Mercer said, "Yeah, we want the Alabama guy." Um, the offensive coordinator and, and the GM's like, "Well, you know, what do you mean we're trading back? You know, trying to throw some sort of uh, offset into the process." But uh, anyway, Derek Carr becomes available. And I was just thinking, wouldn't Derek Carr just be like the automatic Indianapolis Colts signing in the old days? With this draft pick, I, I think the Colts will go with a rookie. But, right, they went and got Phillip Rivers. They got Carson Wentz. They got Matt Ryan. All right, let's try Derek Carr. That sounds like an Indianapolis Colts um, pathway to me. But 
it, it won't be. They're going to go. They're going to go young there with one of those young quarterbacks, depending on how, um, quite frankly, how the Bears maneuver the top of that draft. You know, Hicks said something yesterday that that others have said and thought. And if the Bears play their cards right, couldn't they get Houston to trade up to number one so that the Texans make sure they get the pick that they want and then sitting there at number two, trade with the Colts to make sure they get up to get the pick that they want? And suddenly you've grabbed about two or three extra first-rounders in the next couple of years and some early-round picks. Man, that's what Chicago's primary focus should be. I don't know if it's necessarily a huge loss if you can't get that done. But, man, that opportunity would, would seem to be sitting there for the Bears GM to really play chess master if he's good at what he does. And then the Bears are kind of an intriguing team, right? Don't you kind of feel like Justin Fields is going to continue to get better as he gets better weapons around him and more experience? I would hope. I mean, let's, don't, let's don't get it wrong. There were still, by the end of the year, many, many, many quarterback rankings that had Justin Fields ahead of Trevor Lawrence. I mean, week by week, 13, 14, 15, shoot, at the end of the regular season, you would have found some rankings that had Justin Fields ahead of Trevor Lawrence. Whether you're ranking that year's draft class or the quarterbacks overall, you won't find that at all anymore, will you? You better not. Not that this guy's the ultimate arbiter, but I, I'm going to bring him up. To, to to get to a bigger point. It's not like we go quoting Colin Cowherd's rankings willy-nilly around here. But I did see that he has put out a quote quarterback ranking as this season ends. He has Patrick Mahomes number one. He has Joe Burrow number two. And he has Trevor Lawrence number three. You go, boy. That is the platform that Trevor played himself onto with that home stretch. And so the bigger point, what I was going to bring, I get to, isn't it going to be fun when Phil Sims or Chris Sims comes out with his quarterback ranking, right? <laughs> Everybody's waiting for that. You know, our ESPN's top quarterback. Or remember the quarterback tiers, that'll come. All these <laughs> off-story off uh, columns that we grab onto, um, you know, as a day in the opinion cycle. Trevor's going to fare well in in all of those. I don't think he gets higher any higher than three. That's for sure. But three in at least one man's opinion, that that uh, man in this case being Colin Coward, a radio host. We wouldn't even probably put him higher than three. No, you can't. Nah, no. I, not I'm not saying, look, are you any worse off with Trevor than than those guys? Maybe not, but not yet. But he could get there. Oh, for sure. Right? He could get there in a couple, three years. But but just the fact that now, look, that's over Josh Allen. That's, again, this isn't my ranking. I'm just telling you this is one that's, that's over Jalen Hurts. That's over Justin Burrow. Herbert. And any of the veterans who seem to have been uh, blown, you know, just, just blown past by this young group. This is a really good young group, isn't it? That's a young, deep group. Every one of those guys I just told you is like, you know, what, 26, 27 at the oldest. But, yeah, Trevor shows up third there, and it's going to be fun. I, I, You know, I've determined what this show becomes this time of year. Quite frankly, I enjoy it more. I, I'm, you know, that's here nor there. But it basically becomes just what has kind of caught our attention in the last 24 hours, Right. We don't have a game this week or an injury report to, to break down. We're not previewing uh, any or all college football games. It's just kind of what catches your eye from the 24 hours in between. What have I found interesting either by just coming across or by uh, curiosity looking up? And I went down that, that rabbit hole a little bit yesterday 
with Jawan Taylor. Man, the biggest range of opinion. There's like a huge disconnect right now on Jawan Taylor of all the free agents that are out there. Because in my mind, what I've been saying and what I still think I ultimately believe, because listen, a lot of these... A lot of these rankings that you can look at right now come from just that rankers. I don't know who they are. It could be some dude in his basement watches NFL every week. I, that's being, you know, the, the, the over-the-top metaphor. But you know what I'm saying. It's not, not coming from what those first-run, you know, outlets that we usually look to, right? Whether it's NFL Network or NFL.com or, or ESPN or Pro Football Focus or CBS Sport, all of those, right? And some... Conjunction. It's it's always like sportsfan.com or, you know, uh, pro football generation stats X, that kind of thing. But not totally. Because I've also looked at like ESPN's top 50. But the disconnect is this. Like, I, I'm still in the school that Juan Ta- uh, Taylor is going to get the kind of offer in free agency that the Jags just you know, financially aren't going to be able to match. That's what it feels like to me. Yet, you know, I look yesterday, I start going through free agent lists. And, for instance, forget over, and this is the sporting news, okay? It's Vinny Eiler. This isn't, this is a mainstream dude, right? That's what I mean about this polarization of Jawan Taylor. He's not listed in his top 14 tackles. That's a miss, isn't it? Kelvin Beecham, who played for the Jags like 40 years ago, is ninth on the free agent tackle list. Are you, is he? Do they just not know Jawan Taylor is a free agent? That's a miss. I looked at a top 100 overall free agents list. You know whose name wasn't in the top 100? Jawan Taylor. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I am. Yet, as the plot thickens, I read a, you know, off-season prognosis deal. Like, you know, three key things for each team this off-season, right? And, and uh, are three issues they face, whatever the terminology was. But the description was the Jags would like to keep Jawan Taylor. And I think this was like Field Yates at ESPN. But my, my hunch is he's going to be highly sought after or in high demand which does not match with not being on a top 50 ESPN free agent list or a top 100 NFL.com free agent list or Vinny Eilers even registering on the list of tackles. I have a hard time believing that that Kelvin Beecham or Josh Wells, remember Josh Wells? Yep. Remember him? They got him ranked, he's got him ranked higher than Jawan Taylor. Jawan Taylor, is, did, did, did Jawan Taylor somehow in a glitch, disappear from the Jaguars roster and the NFL <laughs> list of participants. I thought that was strange. Well, what a difference a game can make to just have everyone crap on your entire season. I feel like that's happening with the Eagles. I got forwarded this season recap. Did you see this? See, this came from social media somewhere. Uh-oh. I don't know if it was sent from an Instagram or, or a Twitter or, or whatever it is, but it reframes the Philadelphia Eagles season 
in a much harsher light. <sighs> Look, in totality, it has its merits. But I think two things can be true at the same time. So I'm going to just tell you how unfair instant reaction can be and then provide you with evidence that may make you disagree. So we'll do that when we come back on the other side. we got to get Smart John today. I believe we'll have a Murphy Power Hour. Be fun to have Daniel Murphy in today because, you know, baseball pitchers and catchers have reported positive signs at a lot of camps. The Braves are excited that Ozzie Albies and Ronald Acuna, three or four days ahead of schedule, are there and working out. So is Austin Riley. You know, I, I've sat here for the last two years in a very, very uncomfortable seat of watching the Braves fall way behind in these division races and just having to stress you out until literally the last weekend of the season or last week. Two years ago, it was the Phillies they had to chase down. Last year, it was the Mets. I, by the time we got to, to Canton, I was seven games back. I would like the Braves, is what I'm saying, to get off to a good start this year. Let's coast a little bit for Pete's sake. It's going to be important to, to win the division, and it's a very good division. The Phillies added Trey Turner and, and Taiwan Walker, the pitcher from the Mets. Uh, the Mets, of course, added uh, Justin Verlander, among others. Uh, the Braves moved for an under-the-radar all-star name that most of you haven't heard of because he plays catcher for the Oakland A's, but you know, by baseball insiders, viewed to be a huge move. Those are just some of the storylines we can kick around with Murph. Not to mention, did you see the did you see the either video or photos of these new bases? It does look like we're letting the kindergartners out to play kickball. And we don't want little Johnny and little Susie to collide at the first baseline. To take professional baseball players and change the bases from the one Babe Ruth and Ted Williams and Mickey Mantle and Hank Aaron and Willie Mays and Ricky Henderson to take the base that everybody else in Major League history has been able to, to maneuver just fine and, and widen them out to this cartoonish size is going to take some getting used to. They're smart people in Major League Baseball. I'm, sh- I'm sure this has been done without the dimensions of the playing field changing. And it probably, in fact, doesn't take a physics degree for you just to tell me real quick, oh, yeah, all you got to do is this, this, and this. But nonetheless, it looks weird. I, I believe it was the Red Sox manager, Cora, who said it, they look like pizza boxes. They do. Maybe stop at second, flip the box open, get you a slice of pie, and move on. All right. Um, football fix uh, later this hour include what I thought was just kind of a bizarre interchange with the Indianapolis Colts in, in their uh, press conference yesterday introducing their head coach, among other things. Um, but this Philadelphia Eagles thing made me chuckle a little bit, but also may make you think. We'll uh, get into that uh, coming back on the other side. The NBA season is getting ready to hit the home stretch. I mean, we're down to 24, 26 games. There are some some interesting storylines to be sure. Yesterday, they named the three-point and slam dunk contestants. Not going to rifle off uh, player by player, but a couple of interesting notes from those uh, designations that came down from the league uh, yesterday. I'm starting to think that Trey Young might be like a hated player. I mean, not only not in the All-Star game, despite averaging 28 and 10. uh, Not only not picked as a reserve after three or four guys withdrew. Now you're not going to put him in the three-point contest? Seriously? I mean, maybe he didn't want to go. Maybe they do some back-channel communication, and uh, Trey Young at this point is just humiliated and wants to stay home. I don't know. 
But even if he's not by by stats or isn't Trey Young, I mean, if you're just a generic NBA fan, isn't that what you think of with Trey Young? Yep. All right, that shooting range, that three-point flair, he should be in the three-point contest. That's a mistake by the NBA to put some generic players no one's heard of it, rather than Trey Young. If you That's ask me. a bunch of them. Well, and I'll give you one. I'll give you one. The former Hawk, Kevin Herter. I'm glad Kevin Herter's shooting 39% from three for Sacramento. That's great. But it's the all-star game, and it's all-star weekend. It. And, and maybe there's a place for Kevin Herter anyway. Trey Young should be in that. He shouldn't. And he wouldn't win. I'm not saying he would, but there's a flair there that kind of goes along with the weekend, if you ask me. Anyway, I digress. Let's take a quick break. It's Vitro's Plumbing Wednesday. You're talking about a name that's been quality plumbing in Jacksonville for more than 50 years, and you will hear about them here for uh, many days, months, and years to come. It's Vitro's Plumbing here to help for all your plumbing needs. Commercial, home, plumbing services, any and all jobs, Beatros Plumbing is now your go-to. Here to help, Beatros Plumbing. All right, we're back here. You, I see you sent me the pictures. I see that. That's my guy right on top of it. Yes, sir. Yeah. See the quality in those things? That's what man? I'm saying. I, I, when he showed me through his viewfinder, right? That's why I said. I mean, I don't really give a crud much about pictures typically, but these are um, the quality is like, oh wow. Yeah, it's like it's like if you're watching regular HD and you get that 4G, you walk into one of those rooms. Yeah, those are good. That's cool. I think we need the team building experience of Get Smart John today. It got it got a little saucy yesterday in ETN. I think our boy got a little legitimately. <laughs> He got a little legitimately spicy there, the way that thing went down. It started off so good for him, too. And that's the worst, dude. I've been on the other side of those, too, because you never quite— Anytime you go up 2-0 and lose 3-2 in ETN, you're always— you always suspect that they did it to you on purpose, just to make it hurt never more. Know. Yeah, you know you what I mean? Know. I didn't get that sense yesterday. I got the sense yesterday our guy really wanted Hicken to win. I thought he did, too. Right? So, I, I don't know. But, yeah, it got, it got saucy. It got physical in the break. Yep. You know? A double exit slam he had after. Yep, he came in and came back out. <laughs> he came in, he slammed, he walked off, slammed, came back in, yelled, slammed again. What a loser. <laughs> I wouldn't go that far. <laughs> uh, it got a, little, got a little heated, though. A little salty. A little salty in here. Um, where The NBA All-Star Game is this weekend, oh, by the way. Oh, it's this weekend. Yeah. <laughs> Who knew, right? <laughs> For a league with so many stars, they can't seem to get out of their way. I was thinking about kind of the just the black eyes of, of some of these forced moves and guys not playing and load management. I saw the NBA is finally starting to recognize that this is a problem. And they're going to tie, or at least they're thinking about tying to season-long awards to games played. Good move. A good move. Should, an MVP, should the MVP of an 82-game season... Be allowed to win the win the award playing 60 games if he was really not seriously injured all year. I don't know. Not if there's somebody else who's, you know, De'Aaron Fox, for example, someone like that who's playing 82 to keep his team relevant. I mean, if I ask you right now, you could have LeBron James for 60 games or, Dame, or, or, or De'Aaron Fox or John Morant for 82. Which one are you going to take? You make a mistake if you say, <laughs> in fact, uh, yeah, you'd be making a mistake if you said, yeah, not 60, not, not at this stage. Maybe at one point for sure. 
But I saw the stat yesterday. Jordan at 40 played 80 of 82 games. If he could, why can't they today? Because they're soft, man. They're soft and rich and entitled and soft. That's what they are. They, they, They take their little basketballs and their pacifiers and they demand to go to this city or that one and get respect from this person or that one. Sit healthy in big games. It's, it's a joke, man. They're soft trillionaires is what they are. They're good basketball players. They're skilled. But I was really thinking about I was ruminating on this. And I'm, this isn't an anti-LeBron take. He happens to be the star who fits that mold right now about, of a superstar who should be playing basketball. But I, I'm more convinced than ever. You give me Bird, Magic, uh, 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 Jordan, and a couple of big men, and I will beat the hell out of you guys, man. Bring it on with LeBron and KD and Steph. Bring them on. Beat that A, they will. They'll cry till their mommies come down out of the stands. He breathed on me. That's a foul. And one. Get the hell out of here. Imagine an NBA game today being 84-82. I ain't saying it's better. <laughs> it's different, though. Um, so anyway, to, to the all-star game, to, to this point, three point contest or slam dunk. You can only watch one. Man, it's the, it's the stars is going to pull me to the three point contest. I'm just intrigued by what they can do in the basketball. Is there any dunk at this stage? And maybe they, they, they haven't done. At That's, this point, no. Right? There's only so much you can do from a physics standpoint. So that, I would gravitate toward the uh, three-point contest, personally. You, like, as you said, um, there, there are stars there. But if the stars did the dunk contest, no question. When they used to. Uh-huh. And that's, what's lo- that's another thing that's lost in this little softy, soft, soft world. I can't have my feelings hurt if I don't win the dunk contest. My ego can't handle it. I can't put five superstars because poor big babies won't win and then forever will be stained by the fact that they didn't win the dunk contest. That's what, that's the vibe you get. That's what you think. It's, it seems that way. It's annoying. And, and so, yeah. I'm trying to, I just had, I mean, is this where the dunk contest has become? You go to ESPN's front page and you, you can't find a dadgum dunk contest headline and who's in it. Uh, your three-pointers, here they are. Tyrese Halliburton is a nice player. Dame Lillard, good. Anthony Simons, another Portland Trailblazer. Tyler Hero. Uh, Laurie Markinen is having a great year. Jason Tatum. Jason Tatum's going to be in the three-pointer, not my man Trey Young. But at least those are, you know, there's some names in there, right? Uh, the dunk contest. You ready? All your favorite guys. Mac McClung, Kenyon Martin Jr., Jericho Sims, and Trey Murphy III. I'm going to bet you 90% of those people listening right now cannot tell me what not one of those players' teams <laughs> One of those players isn't even in the NBA. McClung? Yeah. G League? G League. 
But he, he's, he's McClung, the white kid, went to Georgetown, bounced yeah. around a little bit, had hops. He was like yep. 13, 14, 15 years old. You know who he was? And he, yeah, I, he might be the favorite for me. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it is what it is. I, I don't mean this with any tones, but a white dude does the same thing as a black dude in a dump. You're like, why? Wow! <laughs> right. White dude, like, wow! <laughs> black dude, yeah, I see uh, it. Seen it. It's been there. Yeah, I saw that. <laughs> Yeah, tell, tell, all right, so Mac McClung, G League, we've given you that one. Yeah, so there you go, gang. Kenyon Martin Jr., who does he play for? Rockets. Yeah. You know, you've been looking, and you follow the league, but most people, I mean, Jericho Sims, isn't he a receiver for the Jets? <laughs> uh, no, Jericho Sims is actually a, a right city, wrong team. He's a center, I believe, for the, net, uh, for the, uh, for the Knicks. Anyway, all right. Um, just a little tease. First of all, I, I don't know what this, this, I, I'm not proud of what I'm about to share with you. Again, the diary's open. Jeff, put down the pen, man. Right here, though, E. Right here. And right here. A little bit sore. Oh. Just pointing the inside of the elbow and the shoulder. Is that jacked up? I just haven't done that motion. You know what I mean? It wasn't like, right. but I, you know, I shot the ball 100, 150 times yesterday between practicing and, and, and having our game of Googan with those Ponte Vedra kids. I rate some threes on the boys. If, if Mia does me right in editing, I'm going to show up just fine. All right. They went down to the wire. We were within a letter here at the very, at down the home stretch uh, against two great kids. And uh, it was just awesome to be over at Ponte Vedra yesterday. My niece plays for the Ponte Vedra softball team, but uh, there with a couple of the basketball. One of the Richie boys and and uh, your boy Israel was. Um, uh, I took him on two on one, firing up. But if yeah, raining a lot of threes for a fifty six five year old man. Et, huh? I don't know if there's a fifty five and older three point contest. I can tour the country. All right, but I'm willing. I bet it's some shooters. In the, it would be some shooters in that that, there, that contest. It's, yeah, the older you, it's, it's all, look, shooter shoot man. You could shoot when you were a little kid. If you won free throw contest when you're five, you can still shoot at fifty five. Shoot. Everything else is gone. Can't move lateral. Not going to play defense. Going to get winded after two trips down the court. But put me on the elbow and hand me a basketball. I can shoot it. It's the distance. That's what it is. As you get older, you know. I was that guy at the park, man. On those half courts that you play the half court. Yeah, half court. Two dribbles past the half court of the half court, and I'm launching right. Yeah, that, that kind of range, that shot now has become like some sort of line drive that you hope might go in. So I, I pushed my, uh, all I did was fire threes on him, though. That's not true. A couple of mid-range. The mid-range game is dead, E.T., so a couple of those on him. But um, you have to tune in. Where It's on YouTube, I guess? Uh, where it comes they out? They normally drop on Fridays. Yep. Okay, so it'll drop on Friday. And uh, well, So, Pinevedra, you need to do your part. You got a game Thursday night. You boys need to win. Uh, that thing's going to lose a little bit of its kick. But had fun out there. It's fun to get, you know, this is also... It's cool to shoot hoop in a gym. I don't care how old you are. No matter. It's something about that court. It's something about the being in a gym. It's just the coolest thing. I think if Ameri- if we could all play basketball in a gym, we'd keep playing into our 70s. For sure. But it's just something that it takes you back. Anytime you shoot basketball in a gym versus, you know, outside where, where almost, you know, 99% of people play. The echoing of the basketball. That's cool, you man. It. Yeah. Just a different look. Just the, just the whole thing, man. And now we've gotten to where you can play outdoors some places and they have like the fiberglass backboards in some of the places. It makes it feel like, it gives you that essence a little bit. But in the gym, you always got the glass backboard, not that little circular, little double rim, chain link net, you know, 
You better shoot it perfect or it's never going in kind of deals. Uh, so anyway, you can look for that. I think Hick did one at Providence this week as well. It's been fun. Look, this is not about us trying to beat kids in, in horse. We call it Guggen. It's about showcasing and highlighting for y'all some of these basketball players around town, and many of whom are still alive uh, in their, in their uh, state championship hunts. All right, so uh, this guy, Juju Smith-Schuster, dude, he got a lot of nerve, if you ask me. He's on the wrong side of that argument, I think. Absolutely. I mean, look, Bradbury did the right thing. He said, I held him. He ended the controversy. They may have burnt the city of Philadelphia to the ground if Bradbury had screamed and cried that that shouldn't have been a penalty. Did you ever think about that? I'm being serious. If James Bradbury had gone off in the postgame and said, I never held him, this is baloney, they would have burned Philadelphia on Sunday night. But he did, took the high road. That's a penalty. I was hoping they would get away with it. Well, so Juju Smith-Schuster doubles back on, was it Twitter? Oh, it was on Twitter. He do- what was it exactly? Like, I, I've, I've read the story. I haven't seen it. But something to the effect of he sends him a Valentine's Day yeah, card, they, you know, hold on to the ones you love or something to that effect. Yeah, um, they were, there was, I guess this is a popular meme where people were putting uh, quotes on these Valentine's Day cards. And the one Juju, he, he, he posted on Twitter saying something about, I'll hold you, I hold you at the right time or something to that nature. And it was a picture, it was of, Brad a picture of Bradbury. Yeah. And so then they all they circle back on Juju and AJ Brown got after him, called him TikTok boy and you know, it, some other things. AJ Brown said, first of all, congratulations, because y'all won the Super Bowl. Second of all, that's lame. And then he, he mentioned you were on your way out of the league until Patrick uh Pat Mahomes resurrected your career. But again, congratulations, TikTok boy. Y'all won the championship. <laughs> that's fair. That's cheap by Juju. Shut up, man. Then uh, Pat Mahomes got involved. What did he say? He was saying, uh, in reference to A.J. Brown, mm-hmm. he was like, ah, that man is just bored. So he's kind of taking up for – For Juju. For Juju, which kind of shit, yeah. but I mean, I mean come on. It was lighthearted, but that's too It's too controversial a play. If they'd have just won the game and that wouldn't have been the play and you'd have done it, that's fair game a little bit. But that's a controversial, painful play, man, a painful mistake. It, you know, it'd be like if you won the Super Bowl. It'd be like if the Giants sent, you know, Scott Norwood Valentine's after he went wide right to lose, right? It's like sending a kicker after you beat him. You won the game. Is that not enough, Juju? He said, I'll hold you when it matters the most. That's what Juju yeah. said. Uh, okay. Juju had a big second half. He got awful full of himself on Twitter on Monday or Tuesday or whatever he hell did, day he was. He did kind of play well. He did in the second half. That's the only name I – it seems like it was the only name wide receiver-wise you remember getting called was Juju. He had a ton of catches uh, late and then the key uh, crucial holding call. But then the uh, floodgates open on the Eagles. Now, I assume this is sent down by a, either a really, really frustrated Eagles fan. Which this, Considering the fan base, this could have come from inside the family or perhaps someone just poking fun. But it's a graphic, E, and it says, Philadelphia frauds, season recap. And then just point out the way the season actually played out. Here's how the Eagles' 17-4 and record and bitter defeat in the Super Bowl looks through a sarcastic lens, all right? Week one, beat bottom five defense by three, the Lions. Week two, Kirk Cousins in prime time. That rationalizes anything. Week three, beat Carson Wentz. Week four, beat Trevor Lawrence before he remembered how to play quarterback. 
Week five, beat Cardinals without DeAndre Hopkins or a kicker. Week six, beat Cooper Rush. Week seven against the Steelers, beat bottom three team at the time. Week eight against the Texans, struggled versus the three 13-1 Texans. The next week, Washington lost to Taylor Heineke at home. Uh, next week, beat the four 12-1 Colts by one point. The next week, beat the Packers by one score despite Aaron Rodgers leaving due to injury. Beat the Titans in the middle of their seven-game losing streak. Next week, beat Daniel Jones. Next week, barely beat literally the worst team in the NFL, the Bears. The next week, Cowboys lost after Dak dropped 40 on them. Saints lost to Andy Dalton by double digits at home. Giants beat the Giants practice squad by one score. Giants beat Daniel Jones after he used up all his power in the wild card. Niners beat the 49ers QB4 and Brock Purdy without an elbow ligament. And then finally, in the last game of the season, choked 10-point fourth quarter lead in the Super Bowl. Man, there's a fine line between ecstasy and agony, isn't it? That is a razor-thin line. Football fix when we return. You're up and rolling with us, 6 o'clockers. It's a Beatrice Plumbing Wednesday. Ladies and gents, please put your hands together as Dan Hicken enters the studio. You know it! Yes, sir! I'm a real tough cookie with a long history. <laughs> hey! Heartbreaker, huh? Yeah. What day is it? It be, it's, a, it's hump day! Oh! <laughs> Over the hump, but you know what it is for Danny? What Friday! Oh, he's on. We got to load up tomorrow, man. That's, we gotta, that's crazy. We got to get some people coming through here the yes, next couple days. Yes, Snuck up on me. Yeah. Mm. Good thing no sandwiches coming tomorrow. Mm. Going down. <laughs> Don't worry. I won't say you're in rehab or jail or wherever the hell right? y'all see yeah. me. Every time I take a day off. Tell I take him. a day off and he's got, you know, he's got people calling me asking rehab. Me why was, I've been suspended. <laughs> that was a good one. Right. People were still people, asking, why was still, that, that was crazy. That was a good one. They literally believe it. That was right off the top of my head, too. He, <laughs> I know. That was smooth. That makes sense it would be off the top of your head. That was smooth like my back. Simplest thing I've ever heard. I didn't think it was smooth at all. I thought it was infantile. Juvenile. Mm. All over Fitzy. town, people have been touching my back. Repulsive. I said, go ahead, touch Are it. They? Feel it. Beautiful, is isn't it, it? Is it still smooth? Oh, yeah. A week later? I like to just kind of reach my hand back and just... I'm, listen, I'm a personal space guy, but I, I'm going to have to take a rub of this thing. <laughs> you can rub it. Rub it all you want. Go ahead, rub away. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, he man. got down there. Yeah. He did. He went down in there. He I'm rubbing Mrs. P's back. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, happy Calvin Ridley Day. Yeah, it is. Yeah. Calvin Ridley In Day. honor of. It's to go um, for a reinstatement today. And he's, I mean, all thoughts are he's going to get it. What if the NFL says, nah? <laughs> that would be the, Wouldn't it be the worst? Oh, you imagine? Calvin, we noticed that you laid down another bet here in, uh, what was uh, this, uh, December. Oh, uh, no. Oh, oh, gosh, no. Shut down the apps, Calvin. We need you, buddy. Our one-to-one financial poll question, as Calvin really applies for reinstatement, what do you expect from the Jags receiver this uh, next season? I gave you simple ones. I want 60, 70, 80, 90. I want 80, 1,000, 1,100, 1,200. I want 5, 7, 8, and 10 tutties. So 60, 85, 70, 1,000, 7, 80, 11, 8, 90, 12, 10. I, you know what's I was funny hardcore about, there. You know what's funny about that? What? Like if you had to honestly answer, mm-hmm. 
you know, sight unseen year one, which of those would you would you answer? I actually would pick the one that is leading. Okay, is that the 80, 1,108 touchdown one? No, but that's second. Yeah. Here's the problem with 80, 1,108 touchdowns. Yeah. That's exactly the year that Christian Kirk just had. Correct. And that Zay Jones almost had. Correct. It needs to be, what? what's 90 and 12, what? 12-10. It needs to be 90-12-10. We need to ratchet up one more spot. Here's what's going to happen. You have uh, to understand now. What did Trevor throw? 25 touchdowns? 27, what was it? 20, 25. 20, 25 and 8. He's yep. going he's gonna to throw 38-40 next year. Oh, jeez. He is. <laughs> That's what they do. That's what they do. I'm going 71,007. That's what I did. And by the way, I'd be fine with that. Absolutely. Is that, yeah. is that what's winning? 70? Yeah, it's 32.3. 70,007. You got to get – the guy hadn't played two years. That's right. really strange. That's the problem. I, but then it doesn't match the excitement in getting him. Well, it there does There wasn't if, that excitement with Christian Kirk. No. Because the name is bigger and we yeah. know what he's done. Yeah. Yeah. And he has more – he's more of a highlight reel uh-huh. guy. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, for sure. He's going to get deep, but, you yeah. know, more, more yeah. number one looking receiver. And by the way, if you catch 70 and you go over 1,000, that's a, that's that's a higher beautiful. yards per catch than – Yeah, that's, that's a big play good. guy. That's true. Yeah. That's fair. So. I, it's funny you say that. I got down the YouTube wormhole yesterday. The Jags are just flooding the market right now. This, are they probably doing it in your in your platforms? So they're flooding the market with these little highlight snippets. It's either of a player or mm-hmm. best mm-hmm. plays or best this, that, and the other. And they did the top 10 offensive plays. And I, Zay was like on four or five of them. Boys, I have a a sports announcement to make. I wow. I viewed a really good NBA game last night. I sat there and watched a, a good – I was at work down there at the TV studios. You know, I'm the media mogul. I don't know if you know that. I've heard, yeah. E, did you know that I am the media mogul? I've heard. Thank you. And I watched the Bucks and the Celtics. Now, the Celtics were missing a lot of guys, but they're, they're hurt. They weren't load managing. They were Correct. hurt. But they decided. Their best players, all their best players. Yeah, but they decided they were going to come and ball last night. Yeah, it was a good game. And so, so man, they traded, they traded punches and traded punches and a couple observations. And Giannis had a bad night. Yeah, that Drew like, Holiday, everyone said, shouldn't be an all star. He showed last player. night why he is. Giannis could not score. He and, he and he got in a little rut with the free throws. He missed throws. that layup late. Yeah. And so, so he was having a bad night. But the, you, you see the Bucks. the Bucks have won 11 in a row now. Correct. They're trying to get to the number one seed. Well, they want to beat the Celts, and it's a it's a good, it's a good. But it was a good game. But if you're the so you can't sit there in the, in the NBA, you can't sit there and go, well, the Celts didn't have anybody, but they play because every game is such a different game. You don't know, and clearly the Celts were on their their backup guys were on. That Derek White's a really good player. He is too. a good player, and I'll tell you that. <clears throat> but the Bucks, as I learned last night, and again, I an NBA observer, unless it comes to my New York, uh, Nikonovas. I got what I did there. I don't know why we 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 got to go get the kid back. For, we had the kid from Golden State, didn't we? Who? Jordan Poole? No, the Villanova kid. Oh, the white kid. With yeah, the, the guard. Yeah, I know you're talking. Yeah. About. yeah. Anyway, Diva Chinza. Yeah. But uh, uh, the Bucks don't f- will not foul you. They're one of the teams in the NBA. There's a few teams who won't foul you if they're up three with seconds left. Okay. And they got burned. Yeah, they got burned. The Hauser way. kid hit it. That was a prayer. It was a prayer, but it went through. Yeah, fair enough. And so, <clears throat> my thought was, why would you take that tact? I don't know. It doesn't I, make sense. I might, I would, I I might say. I, I, I the only difference is, and this is weird, is it, it like, 
I swear sometimes I think the NBA clock moves like just a millisecond slower than a regular college clock because then more happens. The extra, in, yeah, in yeah. a second and a half yeah. in the NBA, yeah. guys do windmill dunks. Yeah. I, yeah. Maybe it's the athleticism, how much bigger and faster and stronger they are, but it's weird. But it was a, it was a well-played back-and-forth. <clears throat> yeah, agreed. One team I would push ahead, one Welcome team would push ahead, one team would push ahead, one team. Well, that, you picked a good game like to watch, five. too. Those guys yeah. have good styles. They, yeah, so it was a good game, so I enjoyed that. Um, a great I tell you what I took from that game. It's Funny you brought that up. Mm-hmm. Um, funny this, like how? Funny like uh, McLeod? Timely. No, <laughs> timely. Ironically, time timely. Do All I right. make uh, you laugh? <laughs> how do I make do I? Somebody give me a pistol. <laughs> um, it was this. The Celtics are still the cream of the of the East, and Milwaukee won't beat them in the East Finals unless there's unless the Celtics are without Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum and the other guys. And that, that center, Robert Williams, is also banged up. Didn't I mean, he played last night. But Four of their top six were out, I believe. Yeah, I mean, way, way. We have a showdown tonight in say... the ATL, the Knicks and the Hawks. Oh, that's a big one. Good. Congratulations. It's a big one. Go get you one. You're going to get a little Nick Nova tonight. Yeah, maybe. Shooting stars. Huh. Hart and Brunson. No, the Haw- I Actually, I'm sorry. I'll go ahead and apologize. Because my schizophrenic basketball team, this is... Just feels like this tonight. They'll go win one thirty-two to hundred. They're just dumb. I hate them. Do you want to play a quick game? But I do think that I don't. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, whatever, dude. We are what we are. We're going to be the seven and eight. You and I. It doesn't matter. We might. We're going to have to go to New York and beat you in that playoff, and then it'll be fun. Then it'll get a little ratchety. Do you want to play twenty questions? Uh, Real quick here. Well, sure. All right. Get the brain warmed up for Get Smart John and yes. the victory lap, our trip to Disneyland. Yes. I learned something the other day. Every now and then you learn about a celebrity who makes their home here on the First Coast. And I was told the other day of a celebrity I have who to makes I, their name. I have to identify the lives celebrity. Here. Yes. I'm going to ask you to figure out. 20, I have to do it in 20, 20 questions. questions. Who the celebrity is okay. that lives on the First Coast, ladies and gentlemen. 20 right, well, questions. Uh, here we go. Uh, e, is, as I get going here, you can kind of help me along once you get the, the, the flow of what we're doing here. All here right. Is, is it um, from the world? Is, is the celebrity from the world of professional sports? No. Okay. So it's not, a, it's not a coach or a um, – is this – uh, Wouldn't you ask male or female? Yeah, go ahead. Well, you got to ask it a form. Yeah, it's yes, going to be male. Is it? It's got, yeah. Okay. Is it male or is it a male? No. Oh, it's female. There okay. we go. Ah, 18 okay. questions ago. Uh, is it an actress? No. I'm guessing we got a singery, right? Potentially. Right? Had to be a movie star. Right. No, you don't know. I already you said actress. No actress yeah. right? mm-hmm. is, it, is it a singer? Yes. All right. 16 questions. All right, so it's a four down, a 16 singer. to go. Is she older than 40? Uh, yes. Okay, that's low 40s because of the hesitation there. Right. We're talking about some 60 year old. Is she a country music singer? No. 14 questions ago. All right, so we got a singer living here on the first coast uh, over yeah. the age of forty. That's right. That Dan didn't know about this. Now the problem with this is for Dan, it could be Joan freaking Baez. It could be somebody yeah. I've never heard of. That's why have I? Heard? I think <laughs> yes. Okay, I think you have. Um, okay, it's it's yeah, uh, it's I, not country. Nope. 
Because in my mind, it would be settling here in Jacksonville. Okay. Um, is, is, is she here because she chose to live here? I'm trying to say, is she did she come with her partner? Did she move here because of her significant other? I don't know. Okay. <laughs> and I don't know means it's a wash is a question. Okay. All right. Um, okay. So, all right. all right. Have we, has she ever had a number one hit? I will say yes. Is she a pop star? No. Okay. So, she's not, she's not pop. She's not country. Okay. So, she's rhythm and blues? No. Wow. Nine questions. She's a Eurovision champion. I mean, what what no. language does she? What genre uh, are we doing here? Well, you got to figure out the genre. It's not pop. It's not pop. I can't say it's, it's pop. It's not pop. It's not country. It's not. So if it's not is pop, she a rapper? No, oh, we already said that one. That doesn't count. Uh, well, I, that's how I included that in the rhythm and blues. I would not. I would not have. But yeah. I w- I'm not going to count the yeah. question. But rhythm and blues is not rap. Well, I'm just <laughs> saying far, the whole. Yeah, yeah, rhythm and blues to me is you know rhythm and blues. Yeah, I got you. Um, okay, well, what what is that? What am I, adult contemporary? Why, now I'm getting into, like, a, a, a broadcasting class in college. Adult contemporary includes yada, yada, yada. Oh, is it a... I think I might know who it is. Okay. Is it a Christian singer? No. Okay, never mind. I was thinking of that Amy Grant I girl. I was going to go oh, Amy Grant. I was yes. going to nail it right there. It was She's the, Nashville. Yeah. yeah. Damn it! It's 10. All right, uh, okay. Is she um, Caucasian? Is she a white? Yes. Eliminate some. All right. See, has she won Grammys? Oh, let's look. She's had a number one hit. I'm, yeah, I'm going to say I mean, she's had a number one hit. Okay, so we're like in this. It's this. I mean, what is the genre, dude? What is, what is the genre? Let's figure that out. Cause it, Just tell us. Yeah, figure it out and tell us what it is because I've guessed well, all I know, of it. I know what it is, but it's I, I can't. Pop to me is not the genre, but you may disagree with me. So to me, she's a rocker. I'll count that as a question. She's rock and roll. Okay. Okay. That's not pop, right? No, it's not. Okay. All right. No, it's pop. Well, it's popular. You're right. It's popular music. She's a rock and roller. All right. Um, So it's got to be. So there's not a whole ton of rock and roll girls here. So, you know, it's going to end up being like. uh, It it can't. It can't be like a like a sister, like a Phillips. She has had number one hits. Wow. Is it? and a lot of top 40s. Though. What's thrown me off is the, the hesitation, because I want to say people like Pat Benatar, Joan Jett, or those types of people, but they're too... You wouldn't have hesitated. Is she over 40? Right. Maybe I faked you out there. <laughs> I'm sure you did it. <laughs> you can ask... You can get a closer age okay. thing is if she, you want. Is she... Is she... Because I know her age now. 60s. Uh, No. No. So 50s? No. Oh, she's older than that. Okay, so it's an, old, it's an older rock. Yeah. So it is, is it Pat Benatar? No. Is it Joan Jett? No. What's left? I feel like you're getting close though. Um, well, you were right on it early, and now you've now you now you're struggling to get it in 20. We've only got five questions left. I know we only got five left. All right, so this is an you old... you definitely know her. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you know her music. She's 60, so six. It's a rocker, though. I mean, I, yeah. Joan Jett, Pat Benatar. She's a rocker, man. I'm having a hard time coming up. Oh, is, um, who else? What's a feel? Oh. Uh. Yeah, I wouldn't know, bro. Yeah. Is it? You won't know her, I don't think. You. Is it? I don't think he will know her. There's another is clue. Is it? The only other woman I can think of that I think of as a rocker is because of the 
Is it Stevie Nicks? It's a good guess. No. Damn it! I thought I had it. E. <laughs> <laughs> Who am I missing, man? Um, is it like? Because then I'm thinking of like those those girls like Belinda Carlisle and those aren't rockers, right? Could no. be one of the. No. Could it be one of those from the the? Who are the two girls that they had some songs together? Yeah, it's um. Ah. Heart. They were in the band Heart. Was she in the band Heart? Yes. Okay. Okay. I don't know their names. You don't know their oh. names? Are they the Wilson sisters? Yes. But you got to get the name. I don't get the Wilson. That's good. I got I the Wilson. Yeah. I got there, E. Yeah. I got there. You know their songs. <laughs> Barracuda. Yeah, for yeah. sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Those are rockers. Ann Wilson. Ann Wilson is the, the other. Brunette. Is, is Blonde and Brunette. Ann and Nancy Wilson. Nancy. I knew Nancy, too. I'm not sure. Oof. All right, we got Get Smart John. They had to work hard. He should yeah. be ready to go. Yeah. That's all coming up next. You know him, you love him. He's Get Smart John. And we can now honestly say, after 18 years, he puts on the best trivia show in the world. Because we've seen it with our own eyes, Johnny. TriviaNation.com. So. Fueled by, fire, uh, uh, by Fireball. Our boy's not afraid to throw a couple back. Oh, he threw a couple back. Over the course of the evening. Makes his way around like a social, a ball-headed social deal, butterfly. Has to deal with unruliness at times. Sure. He tells tells him to settle down. Settle down. Yeah. It was great. He <laughs> Operating without his normal scorekeeper this week, you would never know. You'd never know. He did yeah. a he did a terrific job. Some of the boys will get unruly and yell things at him. Man alone! <laughs> that was fun. He was there. He was rocking and rolling. By the way, that Manila was epic, wasn't it? It was epic. It really was. So thanks for coming, guys. Thanks for, ha- thanks for having us, man. We we and, enjoyed, we enjoyed yeah. it. Who won that night, by the way? Uh, I believe it was uh, Bill Taft is the fat one. Yeah. Taft is the fat <laughs> that one. That would be you. Right, right. I and, think only uh, you would get the creativeness of that nickname, by the way, that Prosser came up with. I thought that was excellent. It was. Although, you know, Dan Hick and Pete in the pool was pretty darn good, too. That was too. very yeah, that good. Was someone else. Yeah. Very good. <laughs> yeah, that might have been the guy that yelled Manilow very, very loudly. Yeah, he was a good dude. Yeah. They were all yeah. good. There was, it was a fun night. They are a lot of fun, and uh, it may become a tradition. I don't want to yeah. say anything. It could well, Super Bowl trivia could become a tradition. Well, I would say that. However, you know, this time next year, who knows? We might be looking at the Jags in the Super Bowl. That would be great. That so, would be, that would be yeah. even better. Maybe we yeah. could do it in Vegas, Johnny. Ooh. Ooh. And, and again, I said it when you uh, when you showed up with the uh, the lovely wives. You know, definitely classed up the place for sure. Oh yeah. So it was nice to see them. And and just so you know, I have dibs on nicknaming you D Smooth. <laughs> yes, you do. <laughs> yes, you do. Okay, very quickly before you guys arrived, there were a couple of Googans that were there that left, said that uh, they're not they couldn't stay for trivia. But uh-huh. shout out to uh, Jeff Underwood and Brian Orr. What up, Jeff and, and, uh, and then Mark last night in passing, he and his wife were leaving and uh, said they loved the show. Wonderful. So, Good stuff, right. Johnny. But we appreciate yeah. you, by the way. You well, thank you. Yeah. It was. It was a lot of fun. I thoroughly enjoyed it, too. Good. And very quickly, because, you know, sometimes think sometimes people think Jeff is a little bit arrogant, but yeah. I have to give props to him. Excuse because me? Whoa, whoa, back, back the F up, arrogant. bro. Arrogant. What the hell are you talking about? Uh, well, some Googans have may have, may have said uh, that to me. Uh, let me, okay. where's the dump button on this now what, now what, have here? I mean, what I the hell are you to come no, walking into my radio show? Now, don't shoot the messenger. It's not a messenger. Do you, can you read, I mean... He said You're the Googans. You're smarter than that. He said the Googans thing. Well, that's fine. I, I, it's fine if we're sitting here in the daggum around the desk. Yeah. 
Uh-huh. Jeez, Louise. I'm about to I'm about to defend you, my friend. I'm, not, I'm about to defend you. I don't need defending. I know you. Hey, you know what that, hey, I, you're going to defend me from beating my wife, which I also don't do? How far are you going to go? Don't make me tell you what my friends ask me what you are. Oh, no. Oh, 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 dear. oh, oh my. Oh, my. Got a little testy there. I say, okay. there you go. Hey, hey, Johnny, what's this movie from? The world. I say, you don't know Damone. Damone's not a bad guy. <laughs> oh, Fast Times are Reason High. <laughs> See what I did there? <laughs> I like it. I like it. So, okay, okay. Go so ahead. we're going into the final question. Repair. Go okay. ahead and repair your, your and, insult. Again, I didn't say this. It wasn't my insult. <laughs> so... So you're we're going in, yeah. okay. Yeah. We're going into the final question, okay. And you know there were some testy people there a little bit. And Jeff said, if we don't win this, we're going to win first place. I'll buy a round for everybody in the place. And he yeah. said it in a very confident way, not a cocky or arrogant way. I was being cocky, so you misread that one. Well, <laughs> but anyway, go but ahead. You, but then you did it, and uh, you won, and. Uh, yeah, it's like and then and then and then you gave the uh, gift certificate away, which of course was nice, we did. So We're men of the people. That. Yeah. We're men of the people. It was unfair, as we said all along. You're either playing for second or you're going to cheat. Just One wanted the, the picture with the trophy. That's we were, all we, we were good. Yes. Okay. All right. Here we go. All right. We're going to go. Okay. What electric car company was founded in 2003 in San Carlos, California? Tesla. Right? Yeah. Tesla. Yes. Yeah. Uh, same word. Same word. What word refers to a popular, sugary, squishy Easter candy, as well as a slang term for one's friends and followers? The the little pink, uh, yeah, they're called, um, what are they called? Peeps. Yeah, your peeps. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Peeps. (laughs) TV. You're one of my peeps. peeps. (laughs) I'm not squishy. I am squishy. Oh, my. Oh, my. Maybe okay. I'm one of your peeps. <laughs> okay. If tiny like, bat. If you like your peeps with smooth backs, you've got your guy. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. yeah. Tiny bad guy Sheldon J. Plankton is determined to steal the Krabby Patty formula from the Krusty Krab on what TV show? SpongeBob SquarePants. SpongeBob SquarePants. SpongeBob SquarePants. That was. Yeah. That was a. That was a cartoon you could put up with when you. I have a trivia out. question yeah. for you, John. Some of them are bad, right? Okay. No what is smoother, your head <clears throat> or my back? Oof, it's close. Um, my head. Yeah. Okay. I'd go, John. Because I shave just about every day. Right. I shave my All head right. just That's every fair. day. I, only because of that. That's fair. Like okay. shaving a bowling ball. Then, please, then, <laughs> jo- then, John, please yep. don't take offense the next time I see you and I rub your head because I love to rub my back. <laughs> That's okay. Right. You can do that. Thank you. Who knew the yeah. can of worms we were going to open with this wheel of consequence? Who knew? <laughs> yeah, I remember Jeff, you asked me one time, do you wax your head? I remember saying, I said, no, it's my natural emollients. Current <laughs> <laughs> events. Current events. Yeah. On January 7th, after 15 rounds of voting, yes. who was elected the Speaker of the House of the U.S. House of Representatives? Kevin uh, McCarthy. McCarthy. Yes. Almost went with McConnell. Is there an actor named Kevin McConnell? Is there is what? a Kevin McConnell. Kevin, Kevin Connolly. Connolly. Kevin Connolly. Is yeah, that's actor. the yeah. Into Rage guy. Is, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's who it is. <laughs> Movie quotes. Movie quotes. You just don't know, Damone. Okay. <laughs> you Had Me at Hello was a line famously uttered in a 1996 film by which actress? 1996. That's uh, uh, it's Jerry Maguire, yeah. Maguire, and it's Renee yeah. Zellweger. She had just eaten a lemon when she said it. You're just terrible. You stop right there. You had me at hello. 
You had me. Hello. It's hard to believe that movie's that old, isn't it? She looks strange too, by the way. Yes. Yeah. Well, how about Madonna? They changed the oh. Madonna. It's all, it's Talking all, about it's all all the middle defects have caught up with. She's Madonna. gone. She's, she's gone, gone over the uh, borderline. Is yeah. what she's done. She's a broken yeah. down jalopy mentally. At this See what point. I did? Yeah, talk about alien. Yeah. Ooh. Yeah. Kind of yeah. Maybe she we've may known, be on that balloon. We've known all along. <laughs> they may have brought her in on that balloon. I don't know. Any time you take you make a, a coffee table book about your hairy nudity in your prime. <laughs> In your prime, you're not quite there. Oh That's, remember she did that? She did do that. What was it called? Was it called nudity? It she said, some... come on over, I think was the name of it. <laughs> oh. What was that book, though? Seriously. Zip, zip on by. It was off- Proud to say I don't know. It was, it was off-putting. You don't hey, remember what I'm talking about? I think about? it was called Hey, Rod, See You in a Few. <laughs> <laughs> or Hey, Rodman, See You in a Few. Or Hey. Oh, man. Geography. Oh, don't know much about geography. What major river passes through the German cities of Mannheim and Cologne? The Rhine River. Yes, yeah! the Rhine River. What yeah! did you with that? Yeah! Wow. E, what about the Rhine River, baby? Uh, for, for the record, Sex is a 1992 coffee table book <laughs> written by American entertainer Madonna with photography by some studio. Um, Photography by the book features adult content, including some softcore pee and simulations of other things. Oh, that is yeah. correct. Uh, that's, that's what your girl was rolling with oh. in '92. Let's just oh, say we were celebrating <laughs> Ryan River. She's been out there for a while. <laughs> 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 All right, Ryan, it is okay. Uh, let's go with the audio clip. And your second part, name mm-hmm. any other river in Germany. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's a good point. <laughs> is there another audio one? clue? Yes, please. This is uh, owner of a lonely heart. By... Okay. Who is yep. that group? Yeah. What's the group? That, that is. Uh... Is it? I think is it yes? Yes. That's yeah. Right. Yeah. <laughs> wow, I got one. Very good. I got a music question. We'll celebrate today. Yeah. Did. Did, yeah. did you know that uh, the heart singer or the heart lady lives in? Jacksonville? No, I had no idea. Yeah. Uh, the text line, by the way, is giving more details on that. Also saying some other people. Have, I guess Reese Davis has moved here. He's out of I've heard Beecher. that. Yeah. yeah, I've heard him. Shout out, Reese. Listen Shout out, Reese. Morning. What up, dog? Hicks off the next <laughs> couple of days if you're not doing anything. <laughs> Come on by. Come on in. Do Come on show. by. Come on by. You're always do, welcome. Do an hour or two college talk. It's cool. No big whoop. Yeah, absolutely. All right. By the way, Dan, I enjoyed listening to you on Frank's show uh, as Brooks was playing ball yesterday. What was the final score, by the way? Uh, I was uh, a lot to a little in that one. We had a okay. we had a nine run six. They kind of got mm-hmm. it, was cl- it was a close game most of the way, and then we mm-hmm. we had a big inning, and that was all she wrote. Okay, very good. Uh, literature, literature, published in eighteen seventy three. Mm-hmm. Around the world in eighty days was written by what author? Okay, uh, it's a guy with the is the guy with the uh, I know that it's um, mustache guy. Uh, uh, no, it's not Melville. It's um. It's not, is it something? Uh, it's not. I, this is terrible. This is where. I know this. Despite everything you get right, you can look like a fool so quick. Is it like? Um, is it Jules? If Jules Verne came Jules into my Verne? head. But I, yeah, I think. Yeah. Who? <sighs> Jules Verne did the. Under the sea. Uh, yeah. yeah, twenty thousand leagues under so the I sea. I think he did do it. I think it's. What's Jules, this one? Around the world in eighty days. Is that what you said, Johnny? Yes. I think it's Jules Verne. All right, we'll go with Verne. Very good. Okay. Good. Right, nice. I like the way you stayed with that. Good. Yeah, yeah. Uh, events. Events. 
what independent film festival, the largest in the U.S., showcases new talents and movies each January in Utah? It's Parks. It's no, the uh, Sundance. Isn't yeah, it? Sundance. Yeah. Bob Redford yeah. liked to go to that every year. Yes. Yeah. He might even started it in some he way. Yeah. He was a very integral part you of it. You know who yeah. I was thinking about on the author and I almost said it, but I had to look because this, when I said it, I might sound dumb, this uh-huh. is maybe some politician from uh-huh. the Prohibition era, but uh-huh. F. Scott Fitzgerald, he wasn't. Oh, yeah. Gatsby. Is yeah, Gatsby. Yeah, he kind of fits yeah. that same kind yeah. of. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Anyway. Very good. Music. Mandalo! <laughs> what was the music question the other day? I was trying to remember that. Like, I know we screened Manila, but what was the question that involved music in the Super Bowl? Tournament? Oh, what song uh, during the wardrobe malfunction? What song oh, yeah. are Janet Jackson and yeah. uh, Justin Timberlake singing? Correct. Yes, yes. Um, by the way, it was what you guys got, Rock Your Body. What is the better known stage name of the singer born as Reginald Kenneth Dwight in 1947? Okay, so in 1947 means right now they're 70, what, six years old. So back when we were, let's go back, for, he, this, so this person would have been in their, you know, really popular 50 years ago. So that would have been in the 70s. Mm-hmm. It, could it be like Marvin Gaye, maybe? Mm. No, maybe. Reginald Kenneth, Kenneth Dwight. What year, 47? Yes. So, a guy in the 70s. Could it be um, James Brown? He's older no, than he's that. older. Could it be... Um, Kenneth Dwight. It's got to be a one-name guy Ethan like Prince. It's not, is that not, that's not Prince. No. No, but it's got to... You know, see what I'm saying? Is it going to be yeah. something like that, maybe? Yeah, because he has to have a different name, right? Oh. Right, he changed his name. Ooh. Original Kenneth Dwight in the 70s. Kenneth Dwight, Reginald. Maybe we're in the wrong thing. I'm thinking African American. Yeah, we're well, not, not a, Reginald is like a British name too, isn't it? Reginald. What about Elton John? Is he older than uh, that? Ah, that's a good one. That could I'm, be I'm trying to think of names that aren't real names. There's no one named Marvin yeah. Gaye. Is there? Is that his real name? Marvin Gaye, Elton John. I, I thought it was. Yeah, it might be. Elton John is not his real name. No, no for sure. Gaye. Right, Marvin Gaye is Marvin Gaye. It is. That's yeah. it. Yeah, Marvin. Was a friend of mine. Let's go, El- let's go, Elton. John. Elton John. That was well done. That's yeah, a, that's luck. That's a lucky. Pull. <laughs> Very good. That's a lucky. I am smart. Yeah. No, that's a lucky pull. Okay, uh, I've got time for a couple more. Yes, you do. Okay, U.S. presidents. Your oh, face. Oh no! <laughs> oh, <laughs> no, no, no! I think. Sorry, Dugan. If we just study the cards, you're going to get this. Got I think to study to the cards. This. Harry Truman was born and raised and passed away in what U.S. state? Missouri, right? Yeah. 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 There you go. You were going to say Independence. Independence, Missouri, right? Is that the name of it? I believe so. I I think you're right, yes. Perfect. Okay. We missed Uh, a couple? What do we do here? We got one more. Hold on. Have we missed one yet? No, I haven't missed one. No, you haven't missed one. Okay. Okay, here it is. Landmarks. Landmarks. A former temple on the Athenian... Excuse me, on the Athenian Acropolis, mm-hmm. what building was dedicated to the goddess Athena during the 5th century B.C.? What's the Greece? It's, uh, what's the famous building in Greece? The uh, Acropolis? Mm-hmm. Acropolis? No, I just said a formal temple on 
the Athenian Acropolis. Oh, what oh. building was dedicated to the goddess Greece. Athena it's, during it's, is it the Parthenon? The century BC? What is it? Parthenon? Parthenon. Parthenon. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I I'll be sure Perfect. <laughs> I'll be I'll be real humble about that answer. John, you have a great week. We'll Johnny! All right, guys. We'll Thank see you. We'll see you. Take we care. Yeah, all right, all that goes. is the perfect game. I mean, we follow. You know where we are. We're the we're that repeat champion. They always talk about how difficult it is to repeat. Mm-hmm, I mean, mm-hmm, Saturday mm-hmm. night we beat the world. Okay. Wednesday morning we beat John. It's enough for us. We're back with more. It's a Beatrice Plumbing Wednesday. Uh, Ten minute drill. We'll take a look at the sports scene when we get back. Hit it. All right. Sports Concepts and Rationalizations. We call it the 10-minute drill at the end of the drill. I believe we have a prize pack today, don't we? Are we boogity, boogity, boogity? Boogity, boogity. All right. Got a pair of tickets to Beavers West for dinner 300 Xfinity Series race at Daytona International Speedway on Saturday, February February 18th at 1.30. I have uh, two different items I want to ask about, and then we can do whatever else. But number one, um... The slam dunk participants. What are <laughs> this, we doing? This is old. And this is old news, but you're, yeah. You're but what are we doing? Right. I mean, let's just just let's just stop it then, right? I mean, I love the three point shooting. Oh, they all want to do the three point shooting. Yeah. Is it three point shooting ultimate? Like, what what are they scared of for the slam dunk? I don't know. Is it too much work involved? Ego. Wouldn't, they don't want their little egos destroyed by not winning. Yeah, but they all shoot the. Th- yeah, wouldn't their egos get destroyed in the? Three- I mean, no. you can be more embarrassed no. in the three point, can't you? Nah. I don't think so. If you have the ability to sky, you can do the slam dunk. You just got to be come up with a couple creative dunks. Uh-huh. Which, I, the dunk contest to me is so play. There is no creativity left. They've done them all, man. Well, then let's go back to the old days and let's have the one-on-one. Remember or the horse. one-on-one? Or horse, or horse, even. Play a game of horse. I'd, make I would, a pig. I'd be, or whatever, yeah. NBA. Play Quicker. NBA. Yeah, there you go. And, I, and just do a little thing. I'd much rather see that. And then if you want to include a dunk, then so be it. In case it, but. you missed it. Martin McClung, Murphy, and Sims. Yeah, Mac McClung. He's not even in the league, by the way. He's in the G League. <laughs> that's that's my winner. I feel like he's going to win. He's going to great win. white they hope, do. dude. They put him in. Oh, that's the kid who went to Georgetown, right? He was really highly acclaimed. Oh, okay. uh-huh. in high, high school, school kid. Yep. He can, can get up. He didn't finish at Georgetown, did he? Did he stay the whole time? I think he transferred somewhere. Mm-hmm. Not mm-hmm. positive. But yet, if you look at the participants in the three-point, Damian Lillard, Jason Tatum, Tyler Hero, Halliburton, Buddy Heald, uh, Markinen, all guys you want to see, all guys you want. I Trey mean, Young should be in that, by the way. He should. Yeah, just uh, for the stars, you know, for the flamboyance. It's yeah. just dumb. He must really be unliked. And I, I think can... Hero's going to win the three-point contest. Okay, That's my pick. All right. He is a hot and cold guy. You want to run? Uh, I've I've got some dailies here for us. You want to run the front door and get it real quick? Yes, sir. I do. Yeah. So we don't make him wait for the next. My second question minutes. Yeah. is where does uh, so cars headed to the NFC South? Looks like it. Saints or Panthers? You know what? And I think there's another team in the NFC South that would be well served to kick the tires. Tampa. Atlanta. Atlanta. All of them. Really? All four of them. (laughs) The Falcons are in a spot here. We talked about this last week with all that cap space and some good young talent. They've got some pieces on offense, man. Mm -hmm. Pitts, Drake London, and Algier, or Algier. I still don't know how to pronounce his name from BYU. Yeah. Those three good little pieces, man. They need a quarterback, though. Desmond Ritter, I don't think is it. I am coming around to your side on one thing. I, I'm, the, I've never seen a wider gap of okay. mixed messaging around any free agent the Jaguars have ever had than what I'm discovering now with some research into Juwan Taylor. Yeah, 
Okay? On the one side, I was looking at ESPN's offseason primer, and Field Yates was commenting on the Jags and mm-hmm. what they have to do. Do they, you know, re-sign Juwan Taylor? Although I have a feeling the market will be strong for him, right? Right. But then I look at, I don't know where you want to go. In NFL.com, mm-hmm. top 51 free agents. Yeah. Okay? Top 51. That's a lot. Yeah. Um, I can go all the way down the list. I'll spare you. You will not come across, across Jawan Taylor's name. In the top 50? In the top 50. Ooh, that's a little harsh. CBS Sports, top 50 free agents. Let's take a look at this one. I, you know, you got Lamar and Saquon and mm-hmm. Roquan Smith, who's mm-hmm. not a free agent anymore, and James mm-hmm. Bradbury and Hargrave and Orlando Brown. But mm-hmm. let's keep going down. I'm down to 15 now. I'm down to 20. Uh, Mike McClinchy there. He shows up, offensive tackle. I'm now down to... I'm down to there's Evan Ingram. He's the 21st ranked free agent. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's Jan. He he's 24. TJ mm-hmm. Edwards, uh, Alan Lazard for Pete's sake, 28. Yes. Um, I'm continuing down. I'm uh, there's there's Dalton Schultz at 36. <laughs> DJ Chark 38. Uh, Caleb McGarry, a tackle from the Falcons. He's 40. Still no Jawan Taylor. I looked at wow. I looked at rankings that went top 100 and he was not in it. Uh, I, I, I don't know. Man. He had a he had a good year. He was a good football player. I mean, I he's not all pro. He's not pro bowl, but he's a good football player. You like do you? But he may he may be another guy who is going to get more dollars than what you have to be careful. You would think he'd be valued at. You have to be careful that you're looking <laughs> at the list of an evaluator and not a ranker. You know, also not true. just some guy making That's rankings when he thinks. You got to. It needs to come from a guy who's an evaluator. But isn't Vinny Eiler an evaluator? I don't know. Vinny Eiler, we've had around. He's a sporting news guy, but he's more their football guy. He's not, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. Chris Damaso, as you call him. <laughs> That's true. Okay, so Vinny Eiler put out his top 100 list. Juwan Taylor was not on it. Then he put out his top 14 tackles in free agency. Number one is Caleb McGarry. Number 14 is Andre Dillard. Uh, number 10 is Josh Wells. Remember him? Come on. Number nine is Kelvin Beecham. Remember well, him? Yeah, that's not. No Jawan Taylor well, on that he, list. He's wrong. Did he, I mean, did he, did Jawan Taylor somehow get expunged from the Jaguars roster and people aren't. Did he retire? That's what I'm saying, though. <laughs> no. But that, I'm just that speak, ain't right, I'm though. speaking, though, to this golf. Said, no, if you got Josh Wells. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, you, no. I won't accept that. I, I'm, I agree. Josh Wells never has been that's why or I brought, never will that's why be. why I brought this up. I understand. Man. As good a football player as Jawan Taylor. That's silly. But it speaks to my thought always has been the Jags want to keep Taylor, but somebody's going to come in and pay him good money. Well, not if he's not making 100 lists, not if he's not in the top 10 tackles. Mm-hmm. And again, Vinny Eiler isn't, you know, Meatball's mom sitting in a basement. He's, you know, mm-hmm. he came from the scouting side of things. I'm almost positive. Yeah. Anyway, I, I, I can't. I can't. I can't accept. Speaking of ranks, you know what's going to be fun? You know what's going to be really fun this offseason? What's that? It's going to be really fun when Chris Sims' quarterback rankings come out. (laughs) ESPN's quarterback (laughs) tiers. Remember that? And for us, Dan, it's been T-E-A-R-S. Just how far up the list. Like, here's you want to have a little fun? Yeah. Let's look at where where Trevor Lawrence was last year in the quarterback tiers column. Just that one. We won't go to every listing and every ranking. But where was Trevor Lawrence last year when ESPN, as they do every year, put out their quarterback tiers? Where was Trevor Lawrence last year in the top 25 talent under 25? 
And where's he going to be this year when those lists come out? Where's he going to be in the top 100 players? Correct. But the top 25 under 25, he's going to go from unranked to maybe number one. I, Colin Cowherd is never cited on this show. It is what it is. It's just one man's opinion. But yeah. I saw yesterday he put out his quarterback and rankings. Third. He had him third behind Mahomes and Burrow. Yeah, I don't like Cowherd, so. I, I, granted. Yeah, I got you. But I'm just, I yeah. use that to the bigger palette of those are coming and it's going to be fun to look at them. Yeah. Do you have last year's quarterback tiers? I have one from our friend Sando. Okay. And he had him in, uh, boy, he had him low. Sando had Aaron Rodgers, Mahomes, Brady, Allen, Herbert, and Burrow in tier one. Okay. Then in tier two, he had Stafford, Dangerous, Deshaun Watson, Lamar Jackson, Dak, Derek Carr, Kyler Murray, and Matt Ryan. Okay. And in tier three, Th- think about that. This time last oh, yeah. year, respected people in the in the in the league because this, this isn't is just in media. order, by the way. Right? They thought Matt Ryan was better than Trevor Lawrence. So down to number fifteen with Kirk Cousins, Jimmy G, Ryan Tannehill, Mac Jones, Baker Mayfield, Jalen Hurts, Carson. Went- they missed on Jalen Hurts for sure. Carson Wentz, Jared Goff, Trevor Lawrence, and Jameis Winston missed on Goff, missed on Lawrence. What was Lawrence? 20 what? So that'd be 15, 16, 17, 18, 19, 20, 21, 22, 23. 23rd. Yeah. There's only 32 teams. Yeah. And he's going to jump 15 to 20 spots when those. Oh, guess who's the bottom quarterback in Sandoz? Tier 5 all by himself at number 35. Guess who? Yeah. Zach Wilson. No. Oh. I would have said Zach Wilson. Another miss. Another Sando had a bad year. Sando oh, had a bad year. Oh, he's got somebody who's good. Yeah, you ever heard of a guy named Geno Smith? Yeah, it's fair. <laughs> it can change in a year, can it? He had a pretty good year, didn't he? Oh, Sando. That's not going to work. So, and then, oh, now, the NFL QB index that just came out in January. Okay. Mahomes, Hertz, Burrow, Allen, Herbert, Lawrence, sixth. Yeah, well, there you go. Jags fans are freaking out for all the right reasons. Lawrence became just the second quarterback since 1950 with 10-plus starts to double his passing touchdowns and have his picks from the previous season. The other was Drew Brees. Yeah, he's he's done a lot. He's Again, I'm telling you, 35 to 40 touchdowns next year. Playoffs, as long as he's healthy. Playoffs are like the 10 of the next 11 years. Well, there'll be something that goes all crazy one year, and they'll be, oh, my God, 7 and 10. And then we'll bounce right back because we have our we have that generational quarterback that, that every team covets that you need. And the fact that right now already, you know, people that have been around for a while put him in the top three to five is amazing. It's yeah. amazing. And it's ours. And he loves it here. And bless it, we know we love him. <laughs> Uh, I've cracked the code at PFF so I can bring a little bit more reality to Juwan Taylor. They have him 35th overall in the fourth best tackle, which sounds a, a lot. Yeah. A lot that more. That was crazy. A lot more right. But but they do have Beecham fifth. You know, who was ahead. Beecham's an interesting story. He's played at a high level out in Arizona. Kelvin he Beecham. For yeah, yeah, he's been good very guy. good. Yeah. And he's a good dude, He man. was decent here. And, and yeah. by the way, we were just so bad it didn't fit with spending money. But I remember thinking about keeping him. Kelvin Beecham is he was a, not a bad tackle. He's here. one of those two. He's one of those community guys. Yeah. He good makes dude. impact wherever yeah. he goes. And, yeah, good person. So anyway, wish him well. He's got to be up there, though. He was a stealer, a Jaguar, right? That's what I'm saying. But How old is he's he? got it. I um let me see. 
but he's 35. He's 33. That's still that kind of young. young. It, mm-hmm. w- the Jags wouldn't have been a terrible deal to keep him. You know what's funny about Kevin Beecham, and this is a terrible thing for me to say because he's a good football player, but like he, he kind of has that uh, like a soft look about him. A little bit. You know, he's like a, I know what you're saying. Like a, a cherubic face, yeah. you know, like kind of chubby. Ben you know, Coleman kinda, was kind of like that. Yeah, like he's so he looks, but he's not. He doesn't play that way. No, just, no, I, no. And I don't mean it, but that's how that's how he looks. But anyway, he, he's yeah, a he, good, solid pass blocking right tackle. That's what he is. Yeah, not great run. But I mean, I'm you know going by what other people say, but that seems to be what he is. College please for Kelvin Beecham. That's a good one, man. Kelvin Beecham. You get this one. I got to give you more props. That's shades of Texas Tech and Timmy Smith. Oh, that was a good one. <laughs> um, I want to say Arizona. It's a good guess, but it's incorrect. What is it? I have to ask Andy King. He brags about going toe to toe with yeah, you all the time. Get, he wouldn't get this one. No. Now, SMU, he'll look it up. SMU. He'll look it up today and he'll tell you that he knew it. He's also very good at that, by the way. SMU. Little known secret. Yeah. Like I threw out a question the other day that I came across uh-huh. that he answered in ten minutes in the in the in the thread. Rightfully Lord, said he, he cheated, and, and the rightfully said, "Well, obviously you know how to use Google better than everyone." <laughs> ten That's minutes. That's what it is. Yeah, right. Because <laughs> here it is. Here's I'll ask you the question. Mm-hmm. Is there aren't many? Okay. The only college basketball team. Okay. To play for over a hundred seasons. Okay. How you know like a D one and not make the tournament. Never made the tournament. Never made the tournament. Is it a... Is and by it, the way, and it's been, been to tons of bowl games in college football. Is it a Power Five, though, or is it... It's a Division One. At Division one point, I don't... Yeah, I don't... I'll know it, though. For sure. Yeah, I, yeah, that's yeah. my point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. My point is, this is a school that has been to wow. numerous bowl games, has even won a national title in football, and has never been to a tournament game. Oh, that's a good one. Right? Yeah. That's a good trivia question. Never been to a tournament. Never game. been never to an NCAA to tournament. Madness. 109 years of playing college basketball. Have never been to March Madness yet, as I said, have, have won Heisman trophies and a national championship. Ole Miss. Ole Miss is a good answer. It's not Ole Miss. They've been to the tournament. They were here in Jacksonville one year. Who is it? Army. 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 Never been to the I believe that. NCAA tournament yeah. yet. Have been to a bunch of. Here, here comes the defense. <laughs> <laughs> Got to lo- love our loyal listeners. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's uh, do this. Let's, let's take a do, break. Uh, it's a, it's, it is a, a Beatrice Plumbing <laughs> a Wednesday. The boys are lucky because, again, I've called my friends at the Daily's Dash. They have hooked us up oh. with, a, with the morning smorgasbord. Uh, by the way, that coffee you're getting today, locally s- sourced, fresh ground every day. They got a great cup of Java. Uh, the breakfast and the and the and the biscuit special is awesome as well. But we're not scared. We're going sandwiches, straight up Sammy's. You uh, boogity, 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 and right now, be kind, be courteous, and go see this. Is it this Saturday's race? Is that what we're giving this away? This Saturday's race. The beef is what's for dinner at 300 Xfinity Series race at Daytona International Speedway at 130 this Saturday. By the way, E, you would have a big time at Daytona. That's, I, I, I would like you to go one time. Is this the hick and lean? Yeah, no, 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 no. I'm not going to lean, but I <laughs> – no, I'm not going to lean, but I, I just think you would have fun. You Well, you have fun pretty much everywhere, but True. I think you would have fun like one time going down there and mixing it up with the boys down in Daytona. I, I think that would be that interesting. Up. So uh, go ahead and be kind, be courteous, and be correct at 641-1010 with E, and you can go watch some racing this Saturday. No, I got alert to. I'm easy like Sunday morning, E. That's what I am. You, you are. I am. Welcome back to the uh, to the program. This is the drill. It's a hump day Wednesday. We won trivia. We got Murph coming in at 9. The Daniel Murphy Power Hour brought to you by ITP Partners. We haven't visited with him in a couple dubs, so good to have him 
here at timely. Pitchers and catchers have reported. Oh. There's some storylines uh, oh, developing. Daniel. The rules changes. Oh, Daniel. His opinion on some of those things. I, once again, uh, not quite a land speed record, but just uh, no, two, you didn't finish. two small bites. Those all I'll I go ahead and knock those out. I'll handle yeah. the program Thank right you. here. He's two small bites and pounded his. The uh, do all has been put down. Put yes. to rest. You yes. have a boss. And uh-huh. ET, the BL, it's the it's the BLE. Yeah, we'd yes. rather rename that. Or the ELT that. or whatever. Yeah. He loves that BLT, man. No, I'm fine with that. I'm fine with that. So, uh, we're back on the program. We were talking about an off-season of optimism for Jacksonville. But one thing that can, can it doesn't hurt the optimism, but, and again, I'm going to stand by this. And I don't know, I think there are salary cap ramifications, so you can't do it, but. I'll trade my number 24 pick right now for an established NFL football player in a New York second, man. With it, Again, I saw another ranking of, it was like, I think it said, I think it was like ranking every rookie class year one hit. Okay, I saw a rookie class rank. It wasn't good. The Jags were like 26. Well, this is the year one hits. Who are your year one hits in ranking the classes? And the, la- the worst drafted class last year were the Minnesota Vikings at 32. And okay. you know the Jets are going to be the best. Yeah, because okay. they had the offensive and oh yeah, yeah. You get defensive. You get Garrett Wilson and you get a, a Brees Sauce. Hall. Yeah, and Brees Hall. Yeah, it's a pretty good draft. Um, so the the Vikings had a large draft class, but they had some injuries. Lewis Seen from Georgia, remember him? He got hurt. Um, but they said their their year one hit was Brian Asamoah. The Vegas Raiders did not have a great draft, but Dylan Parham stepped in. And played. He was offensive lineman. The Eagles, uh, Jordan Davis, they liked him. The Rams, 29th. The Browns, 28th. The Broncos, 27th. The Cardinals, 26th. But they have the Jags, 25th. Their year one hit, though, is wrong. It's Chad Muma. You think that's wrong? It's Fortner. It's Fortner. Yeah. I mean, he's a year a one miss. hit. Yeah. So. The problem with Fortner is. And again, I'm not saying they're the oh, be all end all, but like PFF, I mean, when they flashed oh, up, yeah. he was real 25th or oh, something. Oh, yeah, he's got a long way to go. For sure. But he was able to stabilize the position, right? And there's something to be said for that. Um, but Walker and Lloyd, they, they were, you know, they're not terrible, but they weren't number one overall pick in late first round standards. 100%. Okay, so that's fair. No, there's no, no denying that at all. Yeah. Devin Lloyd played like a third round linebacker. And and Trayvon Walker played like a middle to late first round. Pick. Dolphins had only four picks. Skylar Thompson is their year one hit, and that's not really a hit. But that's the one that the, the Jags were like twenty six, right? What number were they? Twenty five. Yeah, twenty five. But anyway, so that's th- the same thing I look. Is at. it okay? But they're just talking about like I thought the same thing. Fortner yeah. they missed. Yeah, but when you see like you want to have like three or four guys in your draft class who are hits. I will say this mm-hmm. with all due respect. By the mm-hmm. time we were winning playoff games down the stretch. Those are four starters on a playoff team. Now, Correct. maybe you need to upgrade. Oh, that's fair. Yeah. So, 25th is probably not fair. Mm-hmm. You have two linebackers, a DN, but and a center. But you can't call Trayvon a year one hit because of the way No, he not a hit, but I'm saying the overall. Oh, that's good. Are they just ranking the hit? Or are they ranking the class? Maybe I'm messing up. Yeah, I don't know. That, that's I don't a hit, know. then Muma should be 25th or lower. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But anyway, back to my point. Muma was just okay, too. I mean, I don't yeah, know, I know. what we're Muma, doing here. Muma's problem is chasing those tight like, ends I feel, across the field. Like, I feel like we could still... Yeah. Still use an upgrade at linebacker. Yeah. yeah. Like a ball. The hits man. are ranked in order of how well they performed as rookies. Yeah. So it is just the hits. But there are higher expectations for earlier picks. That's the that's the that's the point. But anyway, my my the, the only point I was gonna make that I want I want you to understand is 
I, I'm open for it. Now, again, if you get an established guy, he's making more money, I think, than your first-round pick, most that, likely. That, well, I think. And that, will be, that would be the exclude problem. Exclude him but from doing it, If really. you give me, like, we get Calvin Ridley for a second-round pick, and we, or, and, and we get whoever for a first-round pick, I would trade the whole draft for Aaron Donald. <laughs> I'd go full out New Orleans Saints, Ricky Williams. I would. I don't care, man. I don't, I don't think we're that many pieces away. And I, I'm not in, you know, we're a young team anyway. I just want one guy. I want to add, if I get Ridley on offense and I get a, Jeff, if I got Ridley on offense and he was what we hoped he would be and I got one impact player on defense um, and, and, and then I'm taking into account my young guys getting better, that might be enough to let us compete for an Maybe. AFC championship or a Super Bowl. Peterson won year two the Super Bowl, right? Yeah. If I get Calvin Ridley, again, I'm going to say this again. If I get Calvin Ridley and he comes in and goes 80 for 1,300 and 14 touchdowns, okay, and I get one guy on defense, one impact player on defense. I don't know if it's enough, Hick. I think you need more than one. I don't we think Aaron still, Donald alone would be enough. We still have, on what have, you're gonna lose. we still have to have the same production that we were getting on offense. From but Christian I think we'll Kirk. have better because Trevor, I think, will be better. You know, now ETN, we got to keep healthy. What he said. What's that? Hey, Trevor will be, is going to be so much yeah. better. So, let's say, better. what do we average points-wise last uh, year? Let's also, uh, you know, here's 23, no, 24. Yeah. Uh, by the way. We go up to 28. 20. Let, me, let me tell you why. Yeah. Yeah. To go back yeah. to your, something's dawning on me. Yeah. I think this is dawning on me, too. I'm kind of excited about this little Pythagorean theorem I just Well, going, going first going back to your poll, correct? Your poll no. question and what to expect from Calvin Ridley. Yeah. I think we missed on that one now, actually. Mm-hmm. I think it should be 90. You know why? Why? Because Calvin Jones won't be first or second in the NFL and drop passes this year. Jay like Jones. our. No, I'm sorry. Calvin Ridley won't yeah. be first or second in drop passes this year like our top two receivers were. First yeah. and second. Yeah. Zay Jones, Christian Kirk. Ooh, somebody said Max Crosby. Yeah, I'd like to have him. Nobody dropped. <laughs> understand what I'm saying. Yeah, I No hear receiver I hear in the entire NFL dropped more passes mm-hmm. than either Zay Jones or Christian Kirk. No one. Those are starters. Zay was in the teens, I believe. So, maybe Calvin Ridley, if he's a normal good receiver, drops two a year or three, not mm-hmm. 12 mm-hmm. or 13. And so, maybe we should tack on another 10 catches just on the fact that he'll, I don't know, actually catch it. That's mm. the one downside. It doesn't make sense to these receivers how good they were. They dropped a lot of balls, man, and some big ones. That Kirk drop against Kansas City was a huge drop. He's down there at the seven-yard line. The Jaguars averaged 23.8 points a game this year. That's not great either. That's not bad. It's... I think it's 10th or 11th. 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9. 10th in the league, Jeffrey. Now, the Chiefs, 29.2. The Bills, 28.4. The Eagles, 28.1. The Cowboys, 27.5. Detroit was the first, and they had a horrible defense. Non-playoff team. Yeah. The first one. Yeah. But the Niners, the Bengals, the Vikings, the Seahawks, and the Jags all play nine out of ten. Yeah. But on defense, it's usually the same too. I don't know. No, I bet you it's only five. Oh, I just okay. Let's look. Jags certainly weren't. There's let's, one down. Let's look, my friend. The Niners, mm-hmm. the Eagles, mm-hmm. Washington. Nope. No. Oh wait, this is in order. Stand by. Let me get it right. Okay, Niners. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry. Here we go. Niners, mm-hmm. Bills, mm-hmm. Ravens. Mm-hmm. Jets. No. Cowboys. Mm-hmm. Bengals. Did the Ravens make the playoffs? Yeah, they lost yeah. to the Bengals. Yeah. Uh-huh. 
Commanders? No. Eagles? You said them twice already. No, I didn't. Well, I said Niners, Eagles. So Niners, right. Bills, Ravens. Okay. All, right, all, right, all right, Eagles, yeah, for sure. They Eagles. Were. Saints? No. Steelers? No. Four. So, see, four missed of the okay. defense. The offense was more important. Nine of the ten offense were in, and only four of the ten defense. Or six of the ten. Where were the? Let's see where the Chiefs. It's the teams that are both are. Chiefs won it all, right? Yeah, their defense won. World champions. Yeah, they're middle of the pack. You don't win with defense. You win with offense. Chiefs gave up twenty-one point seven. Jags, Jags were bad. I know, terrible. Twenty-fourth. Yeah. No, we okay, knew that so, going in. So I've got Ridley. So that's why. That's what I'm saying. We got to go on defense, man. Well, I, I, yeah. I but I want to. I want to. I want a veteran. I get it. I just say it. I can't give it. I mean, I maybe you're being, you know, uh, forget Aaron Donald. Give me somebody else. Yeah, I just I'm not giving up seven pieces to get one guy on a team that has more than one hole. I'll give all. up three pieces to get one guy. Maybe depends on what, how sweet they are. But first of all, like Max Crosby, sure. I mean, let's just go. Well, pick, let's get T.J. Watt I'm, too. I'm, I mean, who else do we want to throw well, in JJ, there? J.J., we're going to convince him to come yeah, out well, retirement. You tried that. Yeah. Stan Hicken's uh, edition of uh, version of Super Six this year. J.J. Watt. Super Six never really came together for us. No, but we would have been. Listen, all it takes is the Super. When one. I presented the quarterback, I when I presented that. the Super Six, had they done it, we would have been a better well, football. Yeah, team. but like most of what we presented, had it was not that far fetched. Reality, no, yeah, it was I disagree. Six guys that cost a zillion dollars. I disagree. Yeah. Um. So anyway, <laughs> my just to, to to wrap the Jags stuff, uh-huh. I feel like. We're really not far away because I think the offense can soar this year. Right. Doug Peterson's Without second year. Much. Trevor right. Lawrence. Agreed. Calvin Ridley's already in. Uh, so I'm okay with, you know, make your decision on Ingram and Taylor. If you lose Ingram, you go get another tight end. If you lose Ingram, maybe you get Kaseki. If you lose Ingram, maybe you draft uh, uh, the, the, the Kincaid or the Notre Dame kid at 24. Whatever. I mean, you, 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 you do something to address the tight end situation. Uh, but I think you should be a better – you should average more than 23.8. I, I mean, I, I think we're – I agree a 1,000%. I've been saying this on steroids. Okay, so I think people still – even your optimistic thought, I think, is not even what the reality is going to be. Okay, okay. Because All right, not so to mention that, ETN. Okay, so then defensively, though – A mess. You got you to gotta fix it. The and, defensive and, and, line again, is now, a mess. You have some things you can count on. We now know what Trayvon Walker does and doesn't do. Let's use him to his full advantage. If he's just, if he's better served and our defense, if we're going to talk about what a good football player he is, then let's embrace the fact that he's a good football player, not a sack guy. And again, maybe he will be, but I'm not so sure. So let's embrace the fact that he's a good football player, put his hand in the dirt and, and stop the run and let him flourish as a good defensive lineman. I, I here's the the rea- the reality is as long as you keep him outside you're gonna make him in a bust. Maybe you can't you don't get to say I'm sorry yeah. even to football guys you don't get to say yeah he doesn't have any sacks or tackles for loss but he's really affecting the game he's no you don't you don't get to say that if you draft a guy number one overall on the edge Damn he you. can't have three four sacks he's got to have twelve yeah. you're wrong yeah. So move him inside to save it or admit it was a colossal screw-up or leave him there and he better emerge into something that you're already telling. The most frightening postseason comment, the most pessimistic postseason comment, I had to read between the lines. Okay. But when Trent Balky held his season-ending press conference mm-hmm. and explained to us how unimportant the sack 
stat was, mm-hmm. that's a very damning statement to me because you're immediately rationalizing why the guy you took number one overall is never going to go attack the quarterback like a number one overall pick should. Yeah. So, there's some Genevian Clowney there, right? He's never lived up to it. Never. They keep telling you he's a good player and he affects the game and can play the run. Everyone goes and gets him in free agency. They fight for him. And every year he's got four sacks. Am I lying? Isn't that it with Jadavian Clowney? Man, he made his whole career off of that one play in college. This is the, for, since did. the first day he came into the league, there's always this expectation. Man-child, that he's, too. Yep. Should have been a better football player than he was. He should have. Quite right. honestly. He's still in the league. Not even, yeah, he'll be on another team. Not even close to. He kind of. Uh, Total bust. Like Mario Williams was a good player. He was. He had some good yeah. years. Total bust, Jadavian Clowney. Yeah, total bust. Total bust. He's the number one overall yeah. pick. Total bust. So that being said, yeah, second team All Pro in sixteen, three time Pro Bowl. We can only pray that Trayvon Walker gets to that. He shouldn't. I don't know. He must have should have. I mean, that's a three year span where he's pretty. He does have forty three sacks in his career. All right, so McShay's got his mock out. All right, so let's peek at this real quick, and then we'll come back and do some more stuff. But uh, he's got the Colts moving up for Bryce Young. He went nine and a half, nine back-to-back years. You forget that with Clowney. He did. Okay. And then he had nine in 2021 with Cleveland. So well, then it's hard to say few. total bust. It's not, that's not. If you're a pro, all-pro second team. Yeah, that's three, not fair. That's not yeah. the kind of category. But in his first year, he I'm had. I'm going to allow you to take that back. In his first year, he had zero sacks. In his second year, he had four and a half. It's becoming more and more clear that Bryce Young and C.J. Stroud are going to be in our division somehow, some way. It so sure get used that to that. So yeah, unless one of them, you know, takes the bait on Will Levis. Right. Which is possible. Right. So then Arizona. And Chicago at three and four are going to get the two defensive guys, Anderson and Carter. Mm-hmm. Uh, one from Georgia. And what, Carter looks a lot like Trayvon. He does. Resume-wise. So does, so does the other guy. They rail about Nolan Smith. I know. Same thing. Three sacks. Go ahead. Y'all take them. Tyree Wilson. They love that kid. Texas Tech kid. He's going to Seattle. Miles Murphy, Clemson. He's going to Detroit. Vegas Raiders take Will Levis. Ugh. Why wouldn't you just keep Carr? It's a funny game, the NFL. Yeah. Uh, Carolina at nine, Anthony Richardson. Yeah, it's going to equal Carolina a, gets that'll a equal, a, that'll equal a, a porterhouse from Bruce Chris. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, Tennessee Titans take an offensive tackle with the 11 pick. Tennessee, Houston, and which Tennessee. one, by the way? Uh, uh, Paris Johnson. Okay, Houston will take Quentin Johnson. Yeah, Johnston, the TCU. wide receiver from TCU. Eh. Yeah, yeah. Uh, are you a little scared of the way Georgia shut him down? Yeah. Yeah, me too. Yeah. But then again, you know, like Ringo had a good game. I saw Ringo play some bad games. Yeah. So, I'm like. Well, and you also had the fact that Max Duggan, uh, Heisman hype notwithstanding, is not an upper-level quarterback. No. Like, and then, that kind of team. Also true. Washington and Pittsburgh then take two corners who I've seen in the top ten. Witherspoon and Gonzalez. Mm-hmm. Uh, Ringo goes to the Lions. Another one. Georgia DB. Uh, Cam Smith goes ahead of us to the Chargers. South Carolina. Bijan Robinson to the Ravens. That's high for a running back. I'll hop, what, they say he's going to be a first-round pick. Yeah. Where is it? What number is that with 22. the Ravens? 22. If anyone's willing to take a running back, it's the Ravens, oh, boy. Oh, the Jags. A little surprise here for McShay. A little surprise. He's excited right here. Look at him. Look at his <laughs> eyes. He's flashing. This guy did not have a good year last year. Great. That sounds like one of our picks. But I have there. mentioned him. I have tied him to the Jaguars in terms of you know, now again, I'm, I'm adding Kelvin Ridley. So, but Jackson Smith and Jigba. Jigba, I, I wouldn't be bad at, uh, yeah. at 24. 
but again, we just chronicled how poor our okay, defense is. Okay, and I'm going to say is. this: if they lose Juwan Taylor, would you rather have another receiver? And you don't, you don't have a choice of the defense. Yeah, I know. Or tackle? Wouldn't you be, shouldn't you take a tackle there instead of another well, receiver? You got to take defense because you got rid of. I get that, but we're no, saying that if they're, if they're projecting offense, I. I but he, look, and it's Calvin Ridley Day, by the way. He can apply for reinstatement today. He's not as sure a thing as we some as we speak at our most optimistic. Who? He's, Ridley. Ridley. Oh, you mean he's not a sure thing at, we don't on the know field? What, we don't this, know what he's going to do every time. Right. He's been gone for a long time. Long time. Yeah. And by the way, when he first left before he got in this trouble, he was dealing with mental, personal health issues. Well, hopefully it was because of this. And when he says that he's <laughs> I mean, over all that, but yeah. this came before that. No, I hear you. Unless he was already into some gambling scheme or something. But Osiris know. Torrance to the Cowboys at 26. Yeah. Uh, Gibbs, another running back to Buffalo. Ooh, I do not... Did he impress the heck out of you at Bama? He had moments, but... But does he look any better than these other Bama running backs we've seen the last few years? He's more explosive. He can, he's more ETN-ish, isn't he? Yeah. And that's who... Listen, again, you guys got to understand, Dougie P ain't taking no... Dougie P will put his foot down with, uh, with uh, Masterclass if he uh, tries to get him some big plotting running back. That ain't Dougie P's way. Dougie P likes those little Dalton Sproles dudes. Yeah. Or the little guys, you know, quick... Can move, spread the field. Dalton Kincaid to the Bengals. Tight end. Um, yeah, thirty-one. What picks. all those Utah tight ends that were supposed to be so hot? That's Dalton Kincaid. He's the guy who had the big yeah. year. Oh, I'm thinking of in Musgrave is the name. Musgrave is uh, 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 Oregon State. Oregon State. Yeah. He didn't make the first round of yeah of McShay's mock. So all right. Anyway, there's another mock out. We'll take a break. We'll keep it rolling. Uh, we got Murphy Power Hour coming yeah, up nine gotta, o'clock. So lots to do today. I, here on a hump day I have a of the speed drill. trap. Uh, get it quick. out. Get it out. All up and down Kernan Boulevard right now. Oh, this, no. the, the drill speed trap alert is brought to you by Catlin Truck Accessories, radar detection, and everything else that you need to accessorize your car, truck, or van. Uh, so on Kernan right now, make sure to keep those uh, speeds down. Keep that money in your pocket. And we'll come back on a Beatrice Plumbing Wednesday. Beatrice Plumbing here to help. It's a quality. It's a family name that's been quality plumbing in Jacksonville for more than 50 years. Generations of reputation built up. So for home or plumbing services, even commercial plumbing contractors, any and all jobs, you just need to call my friends at Beatrice Plumbing here to help. All right, a little housekeeping here on a Beatrice Plumbing Wednesday. Housekeeping. You know, I love when we put you guys in the right direction. Beatrice Plumbing, today's sponsor. Any, Beatrice anybody Plumbing. You hear Housekeeping. Dan talk to or about. But the feedback from this Big Orange course, I wish next year when you're a couple of days out from Valentine's Day, you could just look into my email box or here on the text oh. line. We have had so, I mean, a double-digit amount of people going out of their way to reach out and yes. say how overwhelmingly popular their singing Valentine was, and Good. the most recent comes from the email box. I'm one of your gritty six o'clock listeners. Want to give Twitterless Jeff a shout out? I did the big orange chorus for my lady. She's a local high school teacher. Ah. Not only did they get a personal escort by the principal to her room, but they made her the talk of the school among students and coworkers. <laughs> it made her male coworkers feel inferior and her female coworkers jealous. Yes, that's what it's all about for us men. Yep. Truly was the biggest flex of a Valentine's Day gift I've ever given. So yes. much flex. so I may have outpunted my coverage for future years. Tell Jeff, thank you for the idea. Thanks for helping me raise the bar. Love y'all. No, thanks to the Big Orange Course. And again, you know, part of this goes to charity. allows them to keep doing their yeah. shows. And I can only imagine how many of you out there enjoy that because we're getting a ton of feedback. So, anyway. I feel sorry <clears throat> for Mike Bobo. Why? I don't know. Because his name's Bobo? No. I don't know that he can win this one. 
Okay. Mike Bobo had not great results previously as an OC. Oh, he, he as a favored son and former player there. Yeah. He basically got ran out. Okay. So he was an OC under Richt. Right. So he he went over South Carolina. What? Uh, Did Bobo get a head coaching job? He's part of that. Yeah, Colorado State. Yeah. Part of that smart must champ group. And so Mike Bobo. Was it, they knew Munkin was leaving. Munkin's going to the NFL. Munkin has a resume that has two straight back-to-back natties. If they don't win a natty, it's Bobo's fault. Well, and by the it's, way... Uh, it, it doesn't matter that the quarterback's leaving. I just know fan bases, and I get it. And look, Georgia's a passionate fan base. This is a tough, can't-win situation. Unless, unless Mike Bobo and... Carson Beck, win a natty. Well, they're not going to win a natty. And it's hard Have for you. Have you seen to, their schedule? I, they're still not winning a natty. Mm-hmm. Who is? A lot of teams. They're not winning a natty. They're not winning three national titles in a row, losing their their quarterback, you losing think, a whole nother round of You think of they'll defense. go to the Final Four? Uh, probably. Okay. Um, but here's also another reason. Mm-hmm. I mean, implications and personnel aside, Mike Bobo is not as good a coach as Todd Munkin. Yeah, I wouldn't think so. He's smarter, he's better, he's more experienced. It's a downgrade in what you're doing, so that's going to play into it a little bit. And, and, uh, yeah, give it up for my – you know, we kind of left his name off our lips when we've been talking about Stetson Bennett and the unbelievable player he's become. Mm -hmm. Well, we might should look to the coordinator who's helped him become this player. Todd Munkin. Right? Yeah. And look at the job that he did with Stetson Bennett, and it went, like, unheralded. Uh, Bennett got all the attention, got all the credit. Some even went mm-hmm. to, to Kirby Smart. But, you know, here is here is Munkin now going to go be an offensive coordinator. Munkin was a receivers coach here, right, for Tom Coughlin? I don't remember what year specifically. It was late now. I'm pretty there. sure it was I'm pretty sure it was receivers and, and Coughlin. Let's look. Like late. Like but I could be wrong. Could have been could have been Del Rio, actually. I think it was more Del Rio. Yeah, it may have been Del Rio. Now that you mention it. Oh seven to ten. Yeah, that's Del Rio. Yeah. Definitely not Coughlin. Yeah. Wide receivers coach. Uh, but the old Munkin, the Munkin boys can coach a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. There's another BOC. They're sending me pictures. He's worked his way up. Grand Valley State, Notre Dame grad assistant, Eastern Michigan, Louisiana Tech, Oklahoma State passing game coordinator, LSU, Jaguars, Oklahoma State, Southern Miss, Tampa Bay, Tampa Bay, Cleveland Browns, Georgia, Baltimore Ravens. He's got to go back and forth guy. Back and forth guy. I wonder why he's a back and forth guy. Kind of gone back and forth, back and forth. So, 57 years old, Todd Munkin uh, replacing Greg Roman in Baltimore. We'll see what he's able to accomplish uh, up there. But then again, Mike Bobo then takes over for <clears throat> for Munkin. And Bobo, you'll remember, was a Bulldogs quarterback. Was OC from 07 to 14 under Mark Richt. But I think Mark Richt called the plays then. He was Colorado State's head coach from 05 to 19. He went 28 and 35. Went to South Carolina in 2020. In 2021, it was Auburn, and then came back to his alma mater. So he was a teammate of Kirby Smart. So obviously for three years. So they go way back. Uh, it's being scrutinized. Yeah, you know Kirby's being scrutinized for this pick. It yeah. is not a popular selection. No, it would not be a popular selection. It would not be a popular selection. So it'll be interesting to see what happens. But you know, we'll see. We'll see how he does. Um, 
He was OC in Auburn for a year in between. Weird. OC in South Carolina in 20. I said, yeah, he bounced around. Well, I OC think... in Auburn for 20. Was he like a fill-in guy? He Did he to... do anything at, at, at Colorado State? Did he have even a winning year? 28 and 35. 28 and 35. He went to three bowls with a 28 and 35 record. How's that even possible? Did he really? Yeah. Uh, they were se- uh, here's why, because the first two years they were four and eight, three and nine. Then he went seven and six, three straight years in a row, and lost three bowl games. You know the types, the famous. Speaking Idaho of Georgia, day. by the way, they say their ceiling is twelve and zero. Their floor is nine and three. Well, see, that's what I mean. Yeah. I this is no disrespect to to, to Georgia. Been a lot of great college football teams come along. They ain't winning oh, yeah. three straight. No one wins two in a row. They're not winning three. Uh, it's not the best. They got Brock Bowers back. They got Lad McConkey back. They They're got very three good. offensive line. They yeah. got almost all their defense back. Really? Yeah. It says the majority of their defense. Oh Don't they have another three D linemen, too, we're talking about in the first round? Well, Jalen Carter, I know. Nolan Smith. Ohio State. Keely is a, Ringo. These are first yeah. round picks. They, yeah. I mean, yeah. Ohio State's a 12 and 0, 9 and 3. Michigan's a 12 and 0, 9 and 3. FSU. 11-1 ceiling, 8-4 floor. Why would it not be 12-0 ceiling? I don't know. What's the unwinnable game there? I guess they the first three they made 12-0s, and then the fourth one well, they made. I they think they have two huge games in September. They yeah. have they have LSU, LSU and Clemson. And Clemson. It's the Death Valley March. Yeah. Although they're not playing those games there. One of them they will. They got Alabama. That first game says so much about FSU. That's it. I mean, it's so, so important. You... I, you could you could recover if you lose that game, but if you win that game, they are going to get a lot, a lot of love. That Clemson FSU game is going to be a big game they played in a long time. Alabama didn't hit the portal for a quarterback, did they? I don't. So think they so. got that uh, um, Milrow kid, Jalen Milrow, I believe is his name, who filled in a little bit for Bryce. Yeah, Young. I had to play a little bit. He wasn't. Oh, they got great. some big, a couple of big time incoming freshmen, but you know, I don't think anyone. Ranked as highly as Bryce Young, and he sat for a year. A uh, USC is an eleven and one, eight and four type team. LSU, they say eleven and one, seven and five. Huh. Be interesting, you know. Again, but the top four teams next year, the new kid on the block is FSU. It's Georgia, Ohio State, and Michigan, and then Alabama's after FSU. Boy, FSU, man, the pressure is on. <laughs> I don't. I. I, I with all due to, with all due respect, I don't feel like they're anywhere near that level of these other programs we're talking that's fine. about. It's hard for me to figure FSU because they did win ten games. They have everybody back. Their quarterback is really good, much better than I ever thought he would be. And yet, they like to say, "Well, the 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 the, the critics will say, yeah, Florida was right there with them." It's six yeah, and seven that, average. That's, Florida a, team. that's not really so much as why. That's not really why I'd say it. Um. That's a that's a rivalry. There's two first rounders on that Florida offense as well as we just learned. I mean, that I'm not going to use that as why. I just don't think that overall they've gotten to the health and strength and depth of those real national title contenders. Do you think there's any chance FSU wins at all next year? No, I don't either. All right, we're heading towards the uh, Murphy Power Hour, top of the hour, nine o'clock. Brought to you by ITP Partners, uh, our friends in financial. We'll take a break. We'll keep it rolling right here on the drill. He's Daniel Murphy's. The man. How are you, Daniel? I'm doing well. What's happening? How's life? It's going well. Yeah? It's baseball season. It is like, baseball uh, season. Got out to uh, practice yesterday with my son. Yeah? Good. Um, the FCA Fields and Phillips. And then All right. got All over right. to Frangie's tournament. Yeah. Walk off. Yeah. Last we were there tournament. earlier. It was good. Yeah. It's, it's, San Susi's never looked better. 
it done really a great job with it. Great. It's beautiful. And man, I have I have memories there. So to be there and watch the right. game in the high school game, for me to look to the <laughs> right, and if you go back yeah. in the corner, there used to be a, a baseball field back uh-huh. there, like a little league field uh-huh. where uh well S Y A A and Glen Leah Park and San Sue used to mix it up on yeah. the field right there. And so yeah. it was great. The place looked awesome. I got a chance to hear uh, what Brooksy's at bat yesterday on the radio. Yeah, you got a good uh, one. And yeah, got out to watch uh, my brother at Trinity play mm-hmm. Fletcher, mm-hmm. and that was a good one. And yeah, uh, Jonathan's team. Um, he's a good skipper, man. He I, know, he knows the game. He's he's done a terrific job was, over there. I was, so yeah, I was talking about it off air, but to watch to watch his team run the bases yeah. gives me anxiety as a defender, and so <laughs> yeah. I could feel it. Like there's two outs, and. You know, there's, there's a there's a play that's across the diamond that stretches, I think, the third base or the shortstop a little bit. Yeah. You know, not outside his range. And uh-huh. then I could just feel it. Like, Jonathan's going to roll the better runner. He's going to roll the runner from second. Yeah. And then he's safe at first, and there's a run. And I'm like, just it's good. always on the front foot. It's, it's good. It's fun to watch. It's good. It's been, uh, yeah, it's it's uh, good stuff. And they do a great job with that, with Frangie's uh, uh, charity walk-off. Walk off. So, uh, uh, good stuff. Uh, hey, Murph, why are the bases bigger? What's the point of that? So my understanding was in to encourage base stealing. So I think if you are the distances the, different then? So yes, I believe the dis the bases are bigger. The distances are, are going to be shorter, and then also if you if you add in um, the pickoffs mm-hmm. as well too. So it's it's two well, yeah, 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 base yeah. running. So it's so you get two throws over right per yeah. I think two throws over that right yeah. or step off the rubber even not even throws over. Yeah, oh, you step okay. off the rubber. To see how that how yeah. it plays out in real time. I've never seen. I think um, it's going to should, so shouldn't how would you now you stolen bases double? Like, I mean literally. You were you were a death. Can't hold you on. I mean you got I mean, him by the yeah. That's why I'm curious. I, I want to yeah. see how it plays out in real as time. as a runner. Are you incur like you stole? I think he had like twenty eight. Swipes one year, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, grabbed 23, I think, yeah. one year. And he uh-huh. only got thrown out like one a couple times. I, it was a very a, high percentage. I had a, I had a good streak. You did have a good streak. So my, my question is, though, okay, so you're not you're not the fastest guy, mm-hmm. but are you going to then when you get to first base, mm-hmm. are you going to stretch it to make him throw over? To try to get in a situation? And if he throws over twice, are you going? You have to go. Why would you not? Yeah. You know he can't. You know he can't come to you. And where does the – I had this question. Where's that fine line drawn? Okay, he steps on the rubber. Rubber, you just w- walk to second. He yeah, can't step you, off the rubber. What can he do? He can't do anything, can he? I, again, that's, <laughs> that's why I want to see how, how – I don't like that. Rule. Out, they're they're like, doing some stuff that's kind of junky here to me. So I hate the big bases. So I mean, We've been playing baseball for 200 years, sick, and now they've decided the bases aren't big enough? So I guess it – I mean, it encourages – it encourages – I, I, I it, thought it was to it, keep stay away from the, like the collisions at first base. You got that much more room outside. I think the baseline. that is well too. So the, yeah. the the first baseman and the batter runner heading to first yeah. base will now have more distance uh, apart from each other. So it should encourage that. Uh-huh. What did what did Alex Cora say? They look like pizza, pizza boxes. boxes. I'm sure they. Yeah. I'm sure they didn't. I just look that looks strange. All this others look. Baseball already tempts you into some frustration by leaving tradition behind. Well, we kept the ghost runner. But look, yeah. looking at right. the, these bases though, man, that's just that's weird to me. I mean, for I mean, this is ridiculous. Texas. Whoa, <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, that's is that not... fake? <laughs> Dan showing him a base about the size of a hula hoop. <laughs> <laughs> Let me see. I haven't seen that. Hold on. This guy's a sarcastic baseball guy, so he does stuff like this all, and he catches people all the time. Like I see people like I go, that's not real, man. That's not that big. That's not the one I saw. But they are significantly bigger. You'll notice just from sitting in the stands how much bigger they are. I've always thought 
and you can tell me this, like, it's the first base back. Why isn't it like home? Why isn't it flat? In other words, how many times have we seen guys busting it down to first, mm-hmm. make that kind of extra stretch or whatever, and the ankle goes, rolls, the knee jams, something happens. Why wouldn't it? Why not make the first oh, base no. bag flat? No, 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 not for me. I think because I've I've banged myself up going down the line before. Right. I just I was trying to go faster than my body can take. That was my choice. Okay. <laughs> now you hope that, but it just that's the way I look at it a bit. But uh-huh. you know things happen, and unfortunately you remember like what the one that always comes back to me because I always see it longer than I. I wanted to is the Jason Kendall one. You know what I mean? So yes. Like for a flat base. Yes. Like I understand what you're saying, but I think it just, you have to play the game at a high speed, but under enough control that mm-hmm. you get it, you give yourself a chance to run the bases mm-hmm. again, maybe. You want to see the actual difference? Yes. Is it worth a walk? Yeah. Sure. Yeah. That's Daniel Murphy to take the six foot walk. He's got a longer walk. Yeah. There they come. They're coming from both sides. Well. This is the actual difference. Okay. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Dan showed him one the size of a Volkswagen Beetle. Yeah. <laughs> they almost should show everyone who shows up that first one, and then when they see the second, oh, okay, that's not so bad. What are you? Would you like that or not like that, or does it matter at all? I I, I think it's it's one of those things that that doesn't matter at all. I mean, they're they're trying to encourage, and they're trying to encourage like base running, stolen bases, more excitement in the game, more movement, mm-hmm. like more movement. And and I thought this as well, too, is like if you only get two throwovers, then then those are like collateral. So you when you use them, it's it's more valuable now, which also I think does it not, in, I'm, I'll ask you this question, encourage you to get to home plate and get in the strike zone, yeah. get the ball moving. Maybe. I wonder if we'll see more, and this was suggested even on the text line, I was thinking about this earlier, are we going to see more maybe that catcher throwing that rifle shot? Because base runners may tend to get a little lax knowing yeah. that the pickoff attempts are coming. Yeah. So I wonder if we see a lot more of that. We're certainly going to see bigger bigger leads, you would think, mm-hmm. you know, runners' leads, and I would think more uh, stolen bases, and that makes you look at kind of teams that play ball that way. Are Have they, you uh, – Daniel, he left. Have you grown into no. the uh, ghost runner deal or no? Yeah, from a player safety. <clears throat> what is I that? Do. Tenth inning, you go to second base. Yeah, you get in the extra yeah. innings. We put a guy in second. No outs, it's, just the last guy the goes to second. Thing. Yeah, is it, is it right away? Right. Yeah, right, right away. Right. Yeah. They kill that in the postseason, though, don't they? Yeah. You yeah. Play, you, yeah. You, you play, play real baseball, 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 right? Baseball. Yeah. So yeah. there's an argument. Why don't we play real baseball all the time? But anyway, I'm not going to go down that path. I with the so I. I've watched these Ken Burns documentary and makes yeah. me think like, you know, Ty Cobb out there playing ghost runners for one of these games. But <laughs> but as we stretch, as we I would say as we expanded the big leagues and we moved out west and there's more games in a tighter area and we want to make sure we get in the World Series, it makes sense to just press the action. And what you're basically saying is like, these regular season games are a little less valuable than they were, you know, not less valuable. Because you got a bigger field, bigger playoff field. And yeah, I, well, the time's compressed. Like, we were trying to – What do you mean times? Expanded postseason. Like, there's only so many ah. places you can put this. And uh-huh. so – and you've got to get across the country, and then you've got rainouts, and, like, you run out, you run out of days at a certain point. Um, so, I think it it's best to get, to get it moving. I mean, but, you know, at the same time, and the, the you know, Texas tiebreaker. I mean, it's, Some of it's kind of weird. league. But Who is? Uh, it, it ended up not bothering me as much in the regular season as I thought it would. I don't mind it. I really don't mind. No, it. I don't and, and, but you know I, what? The would, Mets had success. The yeah, Braves, and Braves didn't, are terrible remember? at it, right? <laughs> so I think yeah, that's kind of sure. how you, as yeah. a fan, say, you got. Oh, I like this. And we about, win. Uh, let me ask you another one. And this is also. I mean, this may be great for your new fans. I don't know if it confuses them as much as we're lifelong fans, and I'm not sure what the rules of the game are anymore. Where are we on double headers? Those are nine again. 
Are those still seven? I mean, we're pondering. That's a problem. That's a problem. I didn't mind the seven-inning doubleheaders either. I'd be honest. I know you players. No, I'm just wondering, though. I'm just, where are I? I want to say that we ended the seven, and they were nines last year. I feel like they were nines. Yeah, I think they're nines. I feel like they were, too. The uh, pitching clock is in play, right? Yeah, the pitching clock's in play. Okay, so who, when you played, Mm -hmm. was there one that you remember, like, my God, throw the ball? Is there anybody that stands out to you? There's... There's one hitter, uh-huh. Odeville Herrera, uh-huh. um, took his time <laughs> enough that, that at a certain point, one of the national was he the he Kansas was, City guy? No, no, uh, Odeville was Phillies and Nats, wasn't he? Yeah, Phillies, okay. and, and he just he was methodical, <laughs> okay, and it, it cost him at uh-huh. one point, okay, and, yeah, just kind of around the belt buckle area, just, <laughs> you know, and so I I think that. The way I remember the pitch clock, I'm I was not for the pitch clock. Right. I felt like give us the rules and and give us a chance to abide by them. Okay. The players have not have not done well in that. Mm-hmm. The game is too slow. It is and too the, slow. It, it, right. And so if you're unwilling to do it yourself, mm-hmm. then I think that you need to be forced. You know what the and funny thing is here too, and this is going to be interesting to learn. Slow. I, I'm not even sure that's pace of play and time. It's slow from an action yes, standpoint. Action. All these things, the game is going to last just as long. Yeah, but balls, but, play. but balls are going to get in yes. play, and, th- and things are going to happen faster. Thing. If you go from the shift, when you banning the shift, hitting is going to get better. They've moved people into position where hard right. hit averages. base hits, mm-hmm. averages and runs. Do we are change? Gonna, aren't they going to come up? Aren't you going to be able to le- hit better? Left left-handed hitters are going to get rewarded because. Naturally, that's where they've been putting right. defenders because yeah. that's where it would say to defend you. Will Tony Gwynn hitters come back or no? Because the home run still is so valued. I think this still this this would more encourage mm-hmm. the game that we were playing. It just re- it will reward those those balls in the three four hole is hits now as opposed to you are, the second base and being the right field. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yes, because you're okay with. You're going to get more rewarded, I would say, for the way. You were hitting, yes, because they're not allowing to put defenders there in areas where you've hit balls, one right. hoppers into the right field, right, for hits. So I think it'll. I'll be glad for. Them. I'll be glad when this happens. I'll be glad when I can revert back to my fifty years of baseball experience, where I see a ball leave the bat and I know that's a hit. Yeah. You didn't know that anymore. <laughs> I know you're like damn. A guy, yeah, a guy will. Why is he there? A guy it's always will, up a guy, the middle. Or, that or drove even me nuts. sometimes even in the hole, they'll yeah. hit. He'll hit I one had, hard. Okay, I had one specifically like that when I was in Chicago with the Cubs. Uh huh. And so I wasn't moving great because I'd had knee surgery, but I was kind of faking it to go fast enough to be productive. Uh-huh. We were playing the Brewers in um <clears throat> in, a, in like a big series down the stretch. Yeah. And so I bang one, and I'm not used to being like shifted, like shifted, like right. an old man lefty shift. And that's <laughs> the way I was getting. And I hit a bullet. Boom. And like in the hole exactly or up the middle? I, right in the hole. Right like where? Right in the perfect four hole. It's gone. Like yeah. I'm, go- I'm Cadillacing in the first base, <laughs> taking my batting gloves off, yeah. going hard enough to make sure he doesn't fumble. Sure. And there's the second baseman. <laughs> and I thought, ooh, this, ooh, the game. Is and you're like, okay with the shift, game. aren't you? Yes. As we talked, I thought I remembered you saying yes, that. that but you I would... also again understand from why the they're doing perspective. It. it gets the it's ball annoying. in play. It's going to put when you put base runners out there. There's action. I could see it last night because what a base runner does is like, I, and I'm, I'm in your house now. Mm-hmm. And now you have to readjust the way that you go about protecting your house because I'm inside. The first baseman has to cover up now. And so you start moving defenders around. you got to pinch the middle for a double play ball, first and third. Like, it, just, it, Boy, he brings up such a great point. I mean, we're at that second level, but you're going from having 
three guys on the right side of the infield and delicate angles to sneak one through to holding a guy on and like he's yes, a pitch one. Within, I mean, your yeah. your your hitting zone like is it's doubled. Gonna be, it's going to feel like it's going to be space. Today. <laughs> yeah, I mean, if from what, especially I would say to what like the young players are used to seeing, right? Because they've been shifted since. Yeah. You know, I would say advanced colleges have been. Yeah. Take me back to the pitch clock. Do high schools shift yet, or are they allowed to shift? I've seen them shift before. I don't okay. know. If, I don't see it as a prevalence. It'd have to be like a. Yeah. It have to. You'd have to have a kid coming in who's got a real yeah. big reputation. Yeah. And who, there's not that many. Take me back to the pitch clock as a hitter, and I remember. And again, you're not allowed to leave the batter's box. You were not supposed to leave the batter's box. I can remember though the the quirky right. There's guys who are quirky who mm-hmm. you take the pitch. You step out, tug, tug, fix, hat, this, that, and then get, you know. So, though, if, if, if you're a person like of that ilk, that's going to change too. Yeah. So, I would, when I, when we were told not to step out of the box, I, I'm a rule follower. Okay. So I didn't step out of the box. Okay. Because I didn't ever want an umpire to take a strike from me. Now, I right. got to the point where you could walk around and, and okay. be fine. But I think to your point, I was kind of talking to my wife about this because she was talking about actually a softball player she saw take like seven steps out of the box right. opening weekend. Each game has like a heartbeat to it. It's right. It's got a rhythm. Right. And you're trying to get in the flow of the rhythm. Right. And if someone's having to wait on you, mm-hmm. right. you haven't found the rhythm. And right. so what I think the fans are telling us is like, this is too slow. Yes. The rhythm is not good. Yes. I can't get into it. So it's like we tried to tell the players, stay in the box. Right. We couldn't get the rhythm up, so now they're going to force it with the, with the clock. Okay. And I think it's, now okay. you're just the to me the whole the whole dance is the pitcher batter matchup. Right. It's that one second move is where everything collides, right. offense right. and defense. Bang. Right. Well, we we need more of those. Yes. So when people are walking see, out of the yeah. box and yeah. pitchers are walking around the mound, we don't get that pitcher who's been working on his positions mm-hmm. for the last four months in the offseason against hitter. Here we go, right in the strike. Well, and it this, is ridiculous. This, it's gotten to the point of like a key and peel sketch where the yeah. guy steps out and grabs every body yeah. part. Well, the, the National League batting champion <clears throat> will stay. He likes to take a deep breath before it, you know, McNeil, and then yeah. he'll get back. You know, that's his thing. I uh, mean, I'll give you another one, and in, in, in Daniel, I, look, I wonder if a little controversy overall isn't good for the publicity of your sport. I mean, you don't want to get there the wrong way, but, like, do the refs screwing up like they do in, in the NFL in a way add a level of interest and intrigue, even if it's something to complain about? We're going to have our version of what is a catch come to Major League Baseball this year. They've changed the legal pitch and balk rules, and we're, we're going to be— That doesn't gonna, matter to me. I could never yeah, figure one out. Yeah, I, but what I'm saying, <laughs> but now you're, they're going to be called all the time, okay? So now we're going to add another play in sport. Oh, they'll be a balk. That's not a balk. Oh, that is a balk. He did this. No, he didn't. But it's the legality of the pitch that is uh, interesting to me. Morgan Sword is the executive vice president of operations at MLB. He said this about the new rules. We slipped a little bit centrally with calling the rule book illegal pitches and balks, okay? The balk intended to keep pitchers from deceiving runners <laughs> can be called by umpires for more than a dozen reasons. They're assessed only with runners on. Uh, prohibited deliveries with the bases empty are deemed illegal pitches, but they're talking about, like, Kenley Jansen and the way he throws where he stops in the middle and then starts again. Are we going to— What is that? That ends a career, by the way, if you tell a guy he can't do that. Well, if he's done it his whole life, right? Yeah. Well— so, like I said, the pitchers are trying to, I think, what they're trying to do is get a running start. Okay. Because what they've been told is, like, you can't go any further back. So, they kind of mm-hmm. have to work, like, in this line yeah. forward. So, how 
can I get a running start? So okay. you'll see some of them play with, do you come to a stop? You know what I mean? And right. so like keep those arms moving. I think your body in motion stays in motion and then they kind of run into it. And then there's the deception of stopping and starting with a base runner because he's he is looking for you to come to a still stop mm-hmm. in order to now figure out when he wants to time and go because you're not allowed to just continue your glove moving and go to the home and go to home plate. Mm-hmm. Listen, a, a number of pitchers have already said and indicated they're they're changing their deliveries on account of the new rules. I mean, uh, Luis Garcia of Houston, Kevin Gaussman, Kenley Jansen, Mike Clevenger, all expected to change deliveries. Uh, a couple have violations from the windup. They have significant movement. Garcia rocks his arms, takes two side steps before throwing. Clevenger looking like he's dancing with his foot movement. Uh, some of this has to do with the clock operators, too, because you've got that <laughs> increased, you know, yeah, when you deadline. When you uh, it's, begin your movement. It's going to be, I mean, it'll probably take a week to get used we'll to, get but it's a to. lot of differences, <laughs> all, though. Always, yeah. How many bucks do you think were called last year? In a season, hundred, two hundred, hundred twenty-two, right. so that, and that was the fewest since nineteen seventy-three. So oh, I really? Mean, it's basically, and the one dude had like four in an inning, didn't he? Remember yeah, the that, guy for the Marlins? The Marlins, Blyer was it Blyer? Rocky, Rocky, not Rocky Blyer. That played, he yeah. played for the Steelers. All right, let's do this. Let's grab a break. We'll keep yeah. it rolling. We got Murph in the house. It's the Murphy Power Hour, brought to you by ITP Partners. Uh, visiting with our friend uh, Daniel Murphy. More coming up next. The Drill on 1010XL. From the studios of Republic Services, we'll handle it from here. Now, The Lamb Rant. Brought to you by the best bet card rooms of Jacksonville, Orange Park, and St. Augustine. The college basketball season is crazy. Several blue blood... By Anajar and Levine accident attorneys. Call 1-800-747-3. That's 1-800-747-3733. You're listening to the Daniel Murphy Power Hour. Presented by ITP Partners on 1010XL. That, that was too good for us. I overheard that in the break. That has to be said again. Yeah. Murph, Murph <laughs> is a, uh, he's a, a story. We said he's a mixture of, right? He's, he's, he goes into the lab and he's part mad scientist, yeah. part Cosmo Kramer. Part old school, part, part new school. Back to the future professor guy. Part analytics, part yes. keep it simple, stupid. So, but as your historian <laughs> part has grown. Yeah. Because you're digging this Ken Burns baseball, you're you're learning more about the, the, the new past. swing style, the whole thing. And one of the things that you said just now was <laughs> we were talking about bodies and 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 you feel like and the why old people are school. injured all the time now. The pitchers we'll are always injured. Person, also, and I've been I've been yes. talking about this a little bit, like my wife and people, but mm-hmm. like I like I play baseball and I I swung a stick, yeah. living fundamentally, yes, at a stone, it's not <laughs> correct, unreasonable, yes. Okay, then. When I see my children swing sticks at stones, like it never looks like it hurts them. Right. Yet the movement that I honed, it it broke my knee. Broke your knee, and then the other one, obliques, right? We do. We have oblique injuries. Yeah. And so I just got to thinking, like if if this is fundamentally a stick and a stone, at one point that stick was used to like to to kill and feed your family. At one point, I don't way back when. Once upon a time, when we were sorting the fire out, like at a certain point, you needed that stick. So yes. If I break, mm-hmm. my family doesn't eat. And right. then I heard this story, and then this would be, I think it's Grover Cleveland Alexander. They said, you know, great picture. Like, yeah, he pitched in like historically the great picture. He honed his accuracy by throwing stones at birds. He was one of 13 children so that his family could eat. Okay. So if he breaks, mm-hmm. 
his family really does get less food. <laughs> yeah. Because he would he pee. Cannot he cannot dies, I think was the thing. Well, that he I breaks, said he if dies. he breaks, he dies. Yeah. yeah, that's what I said all fair. Yeah. So that's. But the point that you're making there is you got to play like kids, but how do you do that? Are we overtraining? Is that what it is? Are we just overtraining? I wouldn't say overtraining. I mean, how I did the body that... last? How did the guys pitch the innings they did? Never did they just not throw it as hard? I mean, what is the. I would say that when what's the disconnect? Are we softer? We 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 shut down every every little pinch and ache. Is that it? What are the perhaps? I'll say, maybe I'll say it this way: that I have found the most success in my career when I have when I have been given a task to accomplish as opposed to something in my swing or in my movement. So a task would be: hey, hit this white baseball as far as you can to center field. Oh, hit it as far as you can to right field. You know what? Hit a ground ball. I want you to hit it on the ground to that way, as opposed to put your hands here and your foot here. Does that's that a good. Sense? That's good for golf too. Yeah. I so, want you to hit it on the green. I don't care if you punch it, hit it high, hit a wedge, hit a driver, get it on the green. Yes. Like perform a task. Right. And so that's that's the way I think that those old school guys did. They were just performing a task, which was like Babe Ruth's task. Seemed right. To be I'm going to hit this thing as far as humanly possible. <laughs> I get three. Sh- strikes at it yeah. maybe more than three swings yeah but i'm gonna try to nuke it all right there's there's something here it's like baseball according to murph it's just so good like so grover cleveland alexander for those who don't know pitched from 1911 to 1930 from 24 to 43 and in 1916 for the phillies uh, grover had 38 complete games <laughs> how many innings did he chuck Grover was 33 and 12. He threw 389 Ooh. innings. <laughs> That's taking the ball his, all. His the ERA time. that year of Murph was 1.55. <laughs> One. He was 33 and 12. Um, he started what he finished. <laughs> he did start what he finished. <laughs> bullpen guys love when Grover was out there. Grover, there was no bullpen then. They Grover. had like three pitchers on staff, <laughs> too. Don't leave that part out. Grover you had, had to go every game. There's no one else to come in. Oh, no in his career, Grover had 437 complete games. <laughs> and that is he must have He must have won 300 if he had four. He must have killed a lot of birds for the family, well, is what I'm guessing. accurate. On target. Yeah. He got accurate. Yeah. The lesson today, so, kids, is when you get home from school, go out in the neighborhood and kill birds. He went Phillies, Cubs. They don't let you do that anymore either. Should have been flying there. Yeah. Phillies, <laughs> Cubs, Cardinals, and then wrapped it with the Phillies at the age of 43. He finally was done that year. But even at the age of 40, he was 21 and 10 with 22 complete games. So and, and, you know, the contention, which is a reasonable one, is like he wasn't throwing nearly as hard. Right. Is the okay. modern pitcher is. Okay. And maybe he didn't throw it a thousand times by the time he was 11. Well, but, that's another good But he, maybe he threw rocks a thousand times. Aha. Oh, uh-huh. I just. If he breaks, he dies, so. Well. <laughs> Grover is. Uh, <laughs> he had a great name. It's easy to remember as a kid because of the Grover on um, Sesame Street. Now here's Grover, Cleveland, Alexander, you knew quick. Grover threw 5,190 innings. But these guys threw more than him. He's 10th all time. Okay. Uh, Cy Young threw 7,356. He's number one. Uh, Pud Galvin threw 6,000. You know, another one, too. The big train, Walter Johnson, yeah, almost 6,000. Really out on is um, uh, Satchel Paige. 
Oh, when you get yeah. into like what Satchel, it seems yes. like the wins he, he joined had, the major leagues the, like at yeah. forty. Yeah. I mean, you, maybe you, older. But even. If you go and look at the way like Satchel moves, yeah, like it's it's uniquely different than the way a modern than the way modern. I like that. It seemed back in the day they were almost kind of cartoonish. There was a big yeah. okay. arms and so leg ta- kicks talking, and curls. Okay. So we're talking about box earlier, yeah, okay? because a pitcher wants to get a running start. Part of you know I think the disadvantage almost at least when there's runners on base. When there's runners on base, part of the payment you have is you don't get to you don't get to play as much. Get all that momentum. You don't get going. to get all that running start to me. It's like you have to stay here. So don't 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 try and cheat it with your arms. We have those have maybe to that's to leading it. some injuries. You know, um, I think it'd be you know coming to a standstill is it's harder to you're not going to be as powerful or as accurate, and so you have to give something up. Another thing that the pitch clock is going to do as well too to the pitchers, which is it's it's they're going to have to gear down. You can't because you're not going to have as much time, and so you don't have as much time to recover. So that also is believed to encourage um, the stuff won't be quite as sharp. I think the base as much time to recover. And, and the base steal the the pitch. Here's another thing with the pitch clock. We didn't talk about. And we've talked a lot about at different angles. The pitch clock is also going to matter to a base runner. When that dude gets to the end of the pitch clock, you're going to leave a little half second quicker. I would think stolen play the overs week one, man. Runs are going to go up. These pitchers are. I mean, they're. These pitchers are really getting it handed to them, man. I, like that. I keep, I keep coming, and because I, I like what I keep hearing, and I feel like is like it's encouraging you to get the at bat over more quickly. For the sure, the deeper it goes, the more you're going to have to expend a pickoff. Yeah, you know what I mean, or he's going to take off, and then once you expend those, if you have another pitch, two or three in the at bat, well, then at that point, you just take it, off. It, you know, it, there is not one current pitcher in the top 100 of career innings pitched. Oh, of course not. We've done the complete games. Who do you think has thrown joke. the most? What current pitcher has thrown the most Verlander? pitch? That's who I would guess. He's second. Uh, Scherzer? Scherzer? He's third. No. Kershaw? Is it Clayton? No. No, He's no, missed no, a lot no, of time. No, no, no. Zach Grinke. There you go. Yeah, yeah he just got it. Well done. Zach just got another job, too. Yeah. Where's Kansas he going now? Back in City. Back to Kansas City. Now, that What's guy. What's that, like his fifth time? Yeah. Yeah. Zach? Yeah. Oh, that's See, a, is a different cat? It's a prop- well, we're all a little unique. Well, yeah, that's man. fine. <laughs> I know. Yeah, I a, no, Zach's a Sandlotter, man. I like him. Okay. Yeah. I would hope someone would say he, that. Has, where was he? was just somewhere. It's the Braves Grinky, in the playoffs Verlander, Scherzer, Kershaw, Wainwright, yeah, Wainwright. Mad Bum, yeah. Cueto, David Price, Annabelle Sanchez, and Ian Kennedy. Wow, Price must have had a lot of innings. That dude hadn't pitched in three, four years. Uh, it's only 2,100, like, though. Uh, I'm only. No, I know. But that's an only. That deserves an only. Did you... Did you you told a story about being disappointed in what happened when you hit into the shift? Did you have the shift employed against you very much in your career, or was it more late? Well, it's, know, it's a it's a relatively a new phenomenon. Yeah. Did it affect so. your average? Did you lose X amount of hits? Do you think? I thought I like thought a three hundred hitter does it become a three ten hitter, three fifteen, three hundred five. I, I would say it was a detriment to my average because it was it's it would be it was more difficult to take advantage of it mm-hmm. um, and shoot one in the shortstop's hole. Um, than it would be to just kind of because the rewards you get for going to the pool side like right. that and hitting it hard is like those balls are hit really hard right like, probably your hardest ones they're just on the ground so if those are the hardest ones it would lead you to believe if you could just get your hardest ones in the air you get payout yeah um and so I would try and beat the shift if there were runners in scoring positions from time to time um but it was interesting that when I really started getting shifted a lot I had changed a bit from the way I could be accurate early in my career. And then when I was with K-Long and started trying to kind of pull more, I, I lost a bit of that ability 
to just shoot the ball wherever I want. And so it, it kind of became this choice, like, do I have a better chance of just kind of driving it somewhere? And so I would pick my spots. It's interesting you say that. It seemed like the strategy for opposing the shift changed over the course, and it finally became just hit the ball hard and let it fall where it may, rather than try and go outside. And it sounds like you explained Played it a little game. differently. You kind yeah. of did the same I thing. You went from trying leverage. to spray to just hit it hard and yeah. take your chances. The leverage of the situation and how you were going. Like if, I remember one specifically against Francisco Liriano. I did not see the ball well off of him, and they shifted me. Um, and it was my first game with the Cubs, and I was hitting leadoff, and I was like, what in the world, Joe, <laughs> leadoff? Like, honestly? So, but I end up, I saw that hole, and it just looked inviting. Maybe that's the way I'll describe it. I go, I can't see the ball, so I'm just going to hang back here as long as I can and just try to play pepper with it, and I did. I dribbled one through, and, and mm-hmm. I was like, oh, my God. Yeah, you're on. Batting yeah. a thousand, Cubs fans. Yeah, see you later. Go. Love you. Keep them coming. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, Murph, appreciate you coming by. Yeah, it's always, always great to have awesome you, man. We enjoy the heck out of you. See you in a couple of weeks, and we're going to have to make our picks here before too long. The, yeah. the East is just as sturdy as it was last year. Here we go again, yeah. Murph. Yeah. Here think, we yeah, go. I mean, the Phillies not having Bryce to the All-Star break. Yeah. You know, I think you forget a, about that. It's yeah. a big – in the middle of the line. Add a Trey when, Turner. When you, yeah, but you just you stick him in the middle of the line if you always have sure. to navigate. He's always on first base. Yeah. I, and my wish – I mean, I have had two in a row. It's just been stress city from eight from, from May. I mean, we fell eight and a half behind the Phillies, not <laughs> ten behind the Mets. I'd like to cruise one year. I, I just get out to a nice lead. Can I get out to a 12 and four start? Murph, I mean, I have to be, I have to be seven and seven and three and a half back. It's the cost of being a fanatic, right? I guess. A fan? It like, is tough. Just, I, look, they paid me. <laughs> they, look, they they paid it all. So I, this isn't a wine. In fact, you almost like it more if you know it's going to happen that way. But so hard. We chased them down last year, Murph. We chased uh, them right you down. Did reel them in. I yeah. didn't think you had it in. We you were know. tied. Yeah, both had 101. Well, you know, <laughs> had a big three gamer there at the end. You need to win one of those. Just one. <laughs> That's the Murphy Power Hour. We love them. Thank you, Murph. It's a uh, Beatrice Plumbing Wednesday. Introduce you to Jaguars today next. Now, the two-minute drill. Brought to you by Tire Outlet. Keeping the sports world spinning with wholesale prices and premium service. Tire Outlet, Jacksonville's largest locally owned automotive repair shop. All right, tick, tick, tick. Mike and Tony in the house on a hump day Wednesday. Hello, Tone. Good morning. What's cooking? We'll uh, check in with Hayes Carline in oh. the 10 o'clock hour this morning. Wonderful. As it is the at least the first day that Calvin Ridley can apply for reinstatement. Don't so, you just hope as a Jag fan he had that letter on the desk at, like when the <laughs> office opened? Yeah. <laughs> so I, I give you a heads up, I'm applying. We'll, I don't we'll know see how long it takes for the league to do anything with that. But yeah. our question of the day today asking, with mm-hmm. it being the first day that he can apply for that reinstatement, mm-hmm. assuming mm-hmm. he gets fully reinstated, mm-hmm. Predict his stat line for 2023, catches yards and touchdowns. Yeah, that's good, and that's it's a tough one because you want to. We were talking a little bit about that, and you know, if if I told you he'd have 80 catches for 1,100 yards and seven touchdowns, you'd say great. Mm-hmm. And yet, that's what Christian Kirk did. Yes, it is. You know, so uh, which would be fine, but it's I don't know why, but you have this vision of him being better than Christian Kirk, right? <laughs> I mean, that so we were discussing it a little bit here the last couple of days on the show, mm-hmm. and you know, Demps asked me, "Who do you think is going to have the better season?" Yeah, basically between Ridley and Kirk, and I yeah. was like, "Probably Kirk." Yeah, right. Yeah, like, I mean, we I gotta, do, this guy's got to knock the rust right. off. Like, and, I do think two years off between that and Trevor Kirk knows has Christian well with him for a year. I yeah. think that kind of stuff matters. Yeah. I still think Ridley 
and we all think he's going to get reinstated. But I think whenever that happens, that yeah, I think he's going to be an impact player for the Jacks I'm just, this year. I'm already looking forward to the you know the video from Bermuda with Trevor and Ridley and Kirk and <laughs> on the boat. I'll be, I'll be I'll be waiting on that. All right, my man. Well, have a great show. Thank you, Mike and Tony. It's Jaguars today. It's coming up here at the top of the hour. Our hump day edition is over. Yeah, it's been a Beatrice Plumbing Wednesday. They're like family for all your plumbing needs. Uh, trusted on the First Coast as a family name in, in plumbing for over 50 years now. Uh, where are you off? See the boss? Is that what we're doing? Yes. You going to Texas? Going to Texas. You and Springsteen? Where are you going? To Athens? Austin. You seen anybody else? You can do like Austin City Limits or anything while you're I've there? i got or? dinner with Lance on Saturday. Lance Armstrong. Yeah. Is Mr. 10 driving over from Houston to break bread with you? Yes. And then um, we're all For real or are you just kidding? Uh, Sarkeesian. I don't. Never mind. I think Boosie Dan is now. Uh, Boosie out there? He might be. Uh, he, badass. He my bad. I've just gotten it in my ear for management. Dan has been suspended. He'll be back Monday. <laughs> this is the drill.